0: Right now, no exaggeration, if I wanted to, I could buy probably 20 or 30 rentals per day, easily. How many deals do you guys have right now? I have 325 single-family homes, and then I've got 1,700 multifamily. How are you able to do this without banks and without commercial loans? Well, the seller's selling to me on creative finance. They're letting me take over their loan, and then they're seller financing their equity to me. Everybody's going, why? The number one reason in multifamily why people do this is because five ways to make money on real estate. flow is number one. Number two is appreciation. Number three,
1: the fourth one is my favorite one. It's the silent one. It's the- We both got our career started in real estate mm-hmm. and then we started transitioning to other businesses, social yeah. media, education, everything else. Honestly
0: though, dude, the, the thing about everything I've learned that's more important than creative finance and more important than business acquisitions and house acquisitions is honestly how to build a proper business. of people will never hit a million dollars a year in revenue. It's
1: not because the business is not a great business. It's not because the product's not a good product. It's because people... What's up, Wealth Builders? Today, I have got a repeat guest. And this man, you guys all know him. He's always got his sub two hat on. He's always buying real estate. It seems like every day. And he's doing it in a very creative way. And him and I have had many conversations, uh, a lot about high level things. And today I actually want to break down the core of his business and how he's doing all of these real estate deals through creative finance. I don't even know how much Estate he owns at this point, but I got none other than Pace Morby. What's up, man? Ryan
0: Pineda, thank you for having me in here. Uh, we've got 200 people hanging out in your patio right now, we do,
1: and we a did. taco guy serving up tacos. Yep, we had a little sub two wealthy investor meetup, uh, as in like 12 hour announcement, yeah, you know, and it's fun. It's only 105 degrees outside, people show up for Pineda, dude. It's, it's really cool, thank it you. It didn't feel like it though,
0: you know, it, it feels pretty cool out there. In it the sure, yeah, it's super nice. Your patio is right, nice. Your building is amazing. I wish I had a building like this in Phoenix, like five minutes from the airport. Yeah. You are in such a great position because you get all the you can have guests drive over here where my studio is, is like 40 minutes from the airport. So people are like, hey, I'm in town for five hours. Can we do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, I'm 40 minutes this way. They're like, ah. Yeah. So it's great. It's convenient. Um, and you've got such a great team, dude. Well, you, you have, I
1: think, the best team that I travel around speak in a lot of things. You guys have hands down the best team. I appreciate that. I, you know, they they really pride themselves on service, um, especially with our events and everything, like trying to make the speakers like feel really taken care of and accommodated and um even, you know, all the the people attending the event. So um super excited to hear that. Um, but yeah, it's cool. This office, we've had it for a little over three years. And like you said, it's five minutes from the airport. It's five minutes from the strip. It makes life easy. And so I'm kind of very fortunate in that Vegas is a hub for events. And so every week there's an event and somebody's like DMing me or somebody's going through a friend of a friend. They're like, hey, he's in town or she's in town. Can we get him on? So it's like this week they got the Inman event. Mm, that's and a cool event. I, I, I did not even know. I just am like, why are all these real estate people hitting me up? Oh, Inman's in town. And then I'll get yeah. a week where tech people are hit me up i'm like oh they got some kind of tech pe- tech event going on so so if you're going to have a cool podcast vegas is the place to do it it's easy and then also too it's not even the events but like people will be like hey i'm going to do brad lee's podcast yeah. you know can i go on yours right after and i'll be like all right so it's like all these people are recruiting for me
0: yeah it, you get and you guys your team like jonathan and i'm sure other
1: people's teams you guys are sharing names and all yeah. that yeah it's cool yeah so it makes life easy but Dude, let's talk about real estate and creative stuff because right now everybody's all tripping out about 7% rates Mm -hmm. and it has not caused the market to shift at all. People are just like, Hey, (laughs) just kind of is what it is.
0: It's interesting. I see,
1: you know, I travel a lot
0: and, um, I see all these developments going up. People are still buying houses. Things are still happening. Um, I don't really look at the rates too often other than I know when it's going up. If I know it's going up, I know I'm going to buy a lot more creative finance deals um, and primarily because people that bought in 2019, 2018, 19, 20, 21, and part of 2022, if they bought at that time, they got a really great interest rate. Yep. Right. But they also bought somewhat near the top of the market. So like FHA buyers and VA buyers who don't, don't put really any money down. Now they're going to sell their house. They get a job opportunity, in a different state, they get caught and they can't sell their house. They don't have enough equity. So what happens is their buyers, the people on the back end, the retail buyers, like, I can't afford that house that you need to sell. Yep. Um, You know, six and a half, seven and a half percent interest rates. And so we're picking up a ton of sub two deals. Like I could pick up right now, no exaggeration. If I wanted to, I could buy probably 20 or 30
1: rentals per day easily, mm. easily. So let's talk about this uh, mm. and we'll go into that. How many deals do you guys have right now? How many, how, how much, r- how, many, much, real yeah, how much real estate do you own? Yeah. How much real estate do you own? I have 325 single family homes. Okay. Um, I'm
0: in eight different markets primarily. I've got a, I've got a couple little markets where I wish I didn't buy and yeah. I stopped buying, but I still own a little bit like one or two houses in some of those markets. Um, But 325 single family homes, roughly. Yep. Um, I think probably 20 of them I bought with the burst strategy. Yep. Over 300 of them. So like 90 plus percent of them have been bought with sub two seller finance or a combination of okay. sub two and seller finance. Um, and then I've got roughly 1700 multifamily, 400 of those I have partners on yep. 1300 of those. I don't. Wow. Yeah. So, um, like right now I've got a deal in Tucson, 160 unit, $15 million purchase price, seller finance, right? A lot of people are like, oh, you can't do seller finance in sub two and in, in multifamily. I'm like two years ago, I go, okay, well I'm doing RV parks and I'm doing, um, mobile home parks. And I hear all these multifamily brokers that are always holier than thou, right? Because they're the commercial brokers. Yeah. They're so cool. I'm like, watch me. Watch <laughs> let me, me talk to it. the seller. Yeah, let me talk to the seller. Or yeah. you get really savvy brokers every once in a while. So the broker um on our Tucson deals is a very savvy broker, broker broker represented seller. Um, seller says, Hey, I want, um, I'll let you carry my mortgage. So I'm taking over roughly eight million dollars sub two. And then the seller is going to sell or finance the rest. We're giving him a million dollars down on a $15 million purchase. Yeah. This seller is the original developer from 35 years ago. He hasn't raised rent, rent, rents in 18 years. Mm-hmm. And he's selling to us at a good price. Yep. But why is he selling to us on terms? People are watching right now like, wait, you're not using banks, right? This is in my fund, by the way. So I'm actually now raising money in my fund. Yep, we're, yep. we're the only fund that focuses only on creative finance. Yep. So, um, Why, why are, how are you able to do this without banks and without commercial loans? Well, the seller's selling to me on creative finance, they're letting me take over their loan on their existing rate. And then their seller financing their equity to me. Everybody's going, why? The number one reason in multifamily, why people do this is because they don't want to pay the taxes. Yep. Right. So let's say that they sell to me $15 million and they have a capital gains that they got to pay 30, 40% on. That's like right now out of the gate. Now they have less money to go and retire with. They could do a couple of things. They could 1031 that money. Yep. If I paid them cash. Which you're not. Which I'm not. And if they 1031 that money, guess what they're doing? They're buying another deal, which they don't want to do. They want to retire. Right. They're so done. for the sellers that don't want to the, the sellers that don't want another deal and the sellers that want top dollar and the sellers that are like, I want to avoid capital gains. Seller finance is killing it. Kill, absolutely killing it right now. Because in the commercial game, nobody can get loans.
1: Yeah. Well, I also In the commercial game, it seems way more um, common to do seller finance because they get it. They're savvier investors. And also too, it's like most of these loans have prepayment penalties. And so like assuming it is a very common thing. We've done it before. Yeah. So that seller, for example, um, let's say he sells it to me for
0: 15 million. Mm -hmm. Let's say we buy it cash, hypothetically, which I'm not. He's going to pay a $5 million tax right out of the gate. Yeah. So now he's got 10 million. Well, where is he going to put the 10 million? right he wants to retire he wants passive income well the best thing for him to do is just invest back into the real estate and carry the note for me right so what's great is at a 4% rate okay as he receives payments over the next 15 years that 4% rate will overshadow any capital gains he would have ever paid mm. so he'll actually end up receiving like 22 million dollars so he'll not only get the full 15 million but he'll also get an extra 2 or 3 million dollars after all his taxes
1: yeah like what kind of um interest would you be paying him 4% same. Okay. Yeah, 4%. So I'm we're paying him 4%. But again, in an
0: amortization schedule, yeah, the majority of the interest is paid in the first 10 years. Yeah. So really, if you go to an effective interest rate, right, you don't look at the, all the full 30 years. Full 30 years is 4%. Yeah. But if you only look at the first 10 years, it's like 12% interest. Right. Because you're front loading all that interest. Yeah. You're not paying down principal. Right. So the seller is receiving all that money for those first 10, 15 years. And so we'll we'll put a balloon on there. We'll we'll be forced to refinance in 15 years. But by that time- It'll have appreciated. Right. And he hasn't good. raised rents in 18 years. <laughs> so like, we're going to go in there. He babied his tenants, right? It was like, he was a developer and his CPA, this happens all the time. This is probably half of my deals that I buy in multifamily is the sellers bought multifamily to overshadow, to, to depreciate against their income and yeah. in their other business. Right. And so their CPA says, go buy multifamily. They're not operators. Yeah. Right. It's just like buying a business creatively. Like you're going to find- Business operators that go, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just started a business and I've been basically tripping along for the last 15 years. Come save me! Mm-hmm. So these sellers buy, they buy the multifamily, thinking, "Oh, it's passive income." No, it's freaking not. <laughs> real estate is anything but passive. The only, pa- <laughs> the, the only passive income in real estate and when you're does- the lender either you're the lender yeah. which does require sometimes like a foreclosure yeah. or whatever so you could argue it doesn't there is no um there's no passive it's the there.
1: most passive
0: yes and i would say i would argue like if i go to ryan i go hey ryan i want to invest in your fund i'm now a true passive investor yeah. so i think the only real passive investor if, is if you invest in my fund or Ra- ryan's fund you let yeah. us find the deal manage the deal handle the employees the 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 tenant all that kind of stuff you'll never have to worry about anything. Yeah.
1: No, I totally agree. And that's why, you know, even if you're a lender, investing in a fund is, you know, a form of lending. Is the way right? to go. And, uh, you know, you get
0: a lot of people at DMU and me probably, and, I, and they say, Hey, I have 50 grand if 200 grand. What should I do with it? I'm like, yeah. go, you want passive like, Yeah. I want passive. Okay. Then go invest, invest in, in somebody else's fund.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. If, Cause if you, you want to do work and you want to manage and you want to find deal, I tell people this all the time. Like, I get a lot of, like you said, wealthy business people who mm-hmm. reach out and they're like, "Ryan, I, you know, I made all this money. Um, I heard real estate can lower my taxes. What should I do?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> you know, there's always both sides of the coin. You have, yes, you can buy real estate, but you're not an expert, and there's work, and it's going to take time away from what you do really well to go master this skill. The other side of it is, you just give it to somebody else who's the expert, you or me, and then you." just keep doing what you do really well yeah. and you make more money and you don't have to go learn a new skill. You just actually double down on what you do. And you get the tax benefits
0: without the hassle. Yep. And that's the problem is a lot of people don't understand their own individual avatar. What they do is they see a Ryan Pineda or a Pace Morby or a Brandon Turner. Um, and they go, Oh, I, I guess that's the way to get into real estate is to be the real estate guy. Yeah. It's like, no, actually it's not. Cause you got to have, it's, Running a real estate business is not just, hey, I have passive real estate. Yeah. Once you get past eight rentals, dude, you got to start putting a team together. It's a business. It's a sure. business, just like anything else. So now you got, I got an H in my rental portfolio. I have an HR manager. <laughs> so when people are like, oh, well, you know, it's passive.
1: I'm like, no, it's anything but. And I have. That, like, that business is way harder to run yep. than your other businesses. Guaranteed. Because you're dealing with now 1,700 tenants. hmm you know, there's vacancies, there's repairs, there's bull crap. There's, there's permits violations.
0: There's tax increase like in Texas and Florida, for example, insurance is raised being raised like crazy. Yeah. So properties that I'm currently, I have a property in uh, Texas that I just raised my rents 300 bucks a month. Yeah. Well, guess what? My insurance, my taxes were like, were raised like 310 bucks a month. Yeah. So even though I raised $300 a month on my rent, the I'm actually losing money. Yep. So those are the things that a lot of people don't take into consideration in going out and buying a ton of real estate. Yeah. If you're going to go that route and you're somebody that's like, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, stay as a doctor and a lawyer <laughs> yep. and invest in somebody's fund. And maybe within six, seven, eight years, the fund will be paying you enough money that you can go, okay, I'm going to work one day less a week as a doctor. Yeah. And then I'll start learning some additional skills.
1: Entrepreneurs, if you want to grow your business, there is no better investment than your own personal brand. The smartest thing I ever did was start creating content and investing into my brand. Ever since then, we've been able to triple our business. I've been able to raise more money than ever to continue buying more real estate. And it's all because I create content just like this. Now, a lot of people have asked me, Ryan, how am I supposed to do it? I don't know where to start. I don't know who's gonna edit it. I don't know even what kind of setup or camera, or anything to do. Well, here's the thing. We can help you with all of that at Panada Media. We have a podcast checklist that you can actually get for free at panetamedia.com that's going to go over everything you need on starting a podcast. But to make matters even better, we'll actually edit your podcast for you. We'll repurpose it into short-form clips like you see on my Instagram and my TikTok so that people will start seeing those clips and watching your podcast and in turn, being customers or investors in your business. So if you want the one-stop solution where you can get everything done for you, plus get the education you need to grow your personal brand then you need to go to panadamedia.com and book a free call with our team you can also go get that free podcast checklist and that training program absolutely free by just going there so go check it out so i have a funny story i was telling our students i was like guys if you're trying to raise money okay go to the doctors lawyers the business owners everybody else don't go to the real estate investors because yeah, they want to be you well that and they got their own deals like all the real estate investors are already broke because yeah. they're investing into their own deals. That's true. And I was like, these other guys over here, they don't know what to do with their money. Yeah. And they don't have a capital intensive business like real estate. It's like real estate's one of the only businesses where, yo, I need like millions of dollars to go make 10%. Yeah. You know, other businesses, whether it's education, whether it's uh digital product, SaaS tech, you don't need that. It's like, it prints money yeah. compared to real estate. So it's different. Yeah, it is interesting. Like some of the businesses that we just purchased, um,
0: you buy them you buy them, and they're making money like day one. Yep. Whereas real estate, um, I have 26 empty properties right now. Yep. And what people don't take into, I buy a lot of real estate and we have a lot of cash that comes in, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month come in, Um, but you also have empty properties. You're paying. You're paying a, a nut on, yeah. right? You've got a payment on a house, and a tenant moved out, and I got to wait sixty days for a new tenant to come in. Yeah, you got all that kind of stuff. And doctors and lawyers don't have time to deal
1: with that crap. What What's your opinion? Your opinion on cash flow with real estate? Because for me, one thing I've always said is, I'm mm-hmm. like, hey. This cash flow, like financial freedom number is a myth. I'm like, the real money's made on the appreciation and the exit. Yeah. So I tell people there's five ways to make money in real estate. Everybody looks at cash flows they think is the number
0: one way. Yeah. That's the last thing I (laughs) look at. It's the last thing. Now, what it is is the allure of I hate my job so much. Please tell me that passive um, income can help me quit my job. Yeah. That's what that allure is. So you'll never hear me ever talk about, hey, this person did this much and now they quit their job off passive income. I don't know. I don't look at that. I, I don't even know anyone that does that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know a handful of my students and here's what ends up happening. They like I have a student named uh, Bobby. He's out of South Carolina. He's got 43 rentals. It's all he does. He didn't hire a management team. So he basically is the management himself. team. Yep. And he's like, I'm retired. I go, bro. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you are not retired. Yeah. Right. But he does, he does have, he does live off his cash flow. But I tell people, okay, you got five ways to make, to make money on real estate. Cash flow is number one. Number two is appreciation. Like you talked about number three. I don't know. If this is making money or if it's saving us a crap ton of money, but taxes. I haven't paid federal income taxes in seven years. So, wow. um, in la- last year I got a $3,200 check. <laughs> so I don't pay taxes because of depreciation. Yep. Now I pay I pay consumption tax like I I'm at the register and I buy a thing of, a, of gum, I pay consumption tax. I buy a car, I pay sales tax. I have employee taxes. I have property taxes. I pay more money in property taxes yeah. than most people pay in taxes their entire life, I pay it in one year. Like yeah. I pay a lot of property taxes. But so that's number 3. I don't know if it's making money, but it's saving me a ton of millions of dollars yep. like every year, right? Yep. The fourth one is my favorite one. It's the silent one. It's the pay down. So if you think about it, right, I have roughly 2,000 tenants. I have 300 single family, 1,700 multifamily, about to be 1,860 multifamily. That means I have an army of 2,000 people that go out every day and they think they work at QT or Hewlett Packard or Sam's Club or Costco or wherever they think they work. But the reality is from 8 o'clock in the morning to 1130 in the morning, they work for Pace Morby. Mm. 37% of their paycheck, 37% of my average tenant's paycheck goes to paying down my debt. Mm. So the metric that we're working on, I was just telling this to somebody, I was driving um, a thousand miles the last couple of days coming back (laughs) back from Montana. And and I was just talking to you about your potential development in Montana, which I'm excited about. Seller finance too. Seller finance. This is going to be a cool one. So I'm driving down and this person asked me, like, how much cash flow do you have? And I go, that's the wrong question to ask. Yeah. The question you should ask is how much are your tenants paying down your debts every yeah. single month? And I am I call my CFO and I go, hey, Ben, run a number. I want to know every month how much of our debts, right? Because we're buying sub two and seller finance. Yep. Are the tenants paying down? How much is being amortized every month? Because that's that silent bank account yep. that when you go and exit, like
1: you're talking about, yep. you're like, holy crap, why? why do I have so much money yeah and that's what I I try to tell people that too I'm like guys look the cash flow to me number one if like you're just trying to go and chill and get like 10 20 properties one you're lazy yeah so I don't like that so you'll never hear me be like yeah get 20 properties and you're financially free and you're you're out there in some tropical place It's right. like for one still even if you did have cash flow you still ain't living large no <laughs> like 10 no. 20 properties you ain't living large um two. Once again, it goes back to like even with funds, as we all know, it's like you don't really make money, you know, for the many years the fund is operating. Yep. The real payday is at the very end when you either refi or sell. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know this about
0: multifamily. It's interesting. So I wrote a book for Bigger Pockets, um, Wealth Without Cash. I'm not trying to promote it, but promote um, it, dude. It was the number one Amazon launch, number one launch Bigger Pockets has ever had. Wow. And I was like, how is that? Po- what was number two? And they're like, multifamily. Mm. And I'm like, why was multifamily the number one launch? And I think multifamily is this massive shiny objects and it gives everybody shiny objects and in- syndrome of like, I want the big units. I'm like, guys, you know, you're not making money in multifamily for like three years sometimes. Yeah. And um, that's minimum. Yeah. No, right? for sure. The people that make money in multifamily are the people that are raising capital on the front end, right? The guys that are getting paid to promote and talk acquisition about deals, fees. Yep. acquisition fees um, or it's somebody who, um, you know, is on the management team, right? Or you own the management team and you're getting you're paying yourself. It's the management. property management. Yep. Outside of that, nobody's making money in a big multifamily deal for three to seven years.
1: No, I talk, you know, so Brandon Turner was here, who you yeah, just mentioned. I saw it was a great, it was a great episode. Yeah. Go watch that,
0: guys. It, it was awesome, like, listening how much money he lives off of. <laughs> oh my gosh, 80000 a month. Um, well, you were teasing him, but I'm like, I live on more, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you live on? I think, like, hundred grand a month, but I travel a ton. Yeah. And um, I also... And paying down my more so I have a mortgage with Jerry Norton I bought my house from Jerry Norton. Uh-huh. And I pay that down 25 grand a month. Uh-huh. It's a 0% seller finance deal got so it. I'm like I go uh, he did me
1: such an amazing I got such an amazing deal I feel like you want to pay him off quicker. Yeah, so
0: I pay off like 300 grand a year on that
1: mortgage. But so really you're living off like 80. I mm-hmm.
0: live off probably like if you take my travel out, yeah, which is like 40 grand a month just by itself. If you take my travel out, I'm probably living on forty grand a month. Okay, like that,
1: yeah. My guess to Brandon was, I think I live off probably like sixty. Yeah, yeah. That would probably be my guess because I don't travel as much as you. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, to hear his was funny because. I just didn't expect that from him. I know, dude, because he's wearing like Amazon T shirts. Yeah, t-shirts. like me, people are like, "Yeah, that dude's like makes sense." Yeah, he's. It he's costs money a lot. to bleach your hair and redye it. Yeah, I'm like showing a private chef and like car. People are like, "Yeah, that makes." You take sense. your.
0: You're like, I take my diet. My wife on dates every Friday to a
1: fine dining. Yeah, fine dining experience. I just got on peptides. You know, that's having oh, yeah. an expense.
0: What, what do they have to inject those? What like yeah. what's up with that? Where yeah. do they
1: inject it in your butt? Well, I inject them. What? Yeah. Where? Um, it depends on the peptide, but are one, we talking one, like yep. below the belt? No, one is in the stomach, okay, and then with a uh, needle, with a needle. It's, you're taking needles to yourself, I am, but you're gonna see like in 90 days, dude. You're gonna be double. Well, I'm gonna look like Goku. You're gonna be Ryan Pineda squared. I'm just gonna be <laughs> Super Saiyan Ryan, you know, and yeah, Ultra Instinct or whatever for all my Dragon Ball Z fans. That's what I'm gonna be, but um. I don't even know how we got on the subject. Well, we got on it because you're, you're talking about <laughs> oh, Brandon, but, but Brandon some, Turner, but, but then there are some that are like even worse and you know, like they, they're, they're called intermuscular. Mm. And so you got to go like in the shoulder or the butt or the thigh, but you know, if everything was easy, everyone would do it.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so great. You know, we got off on a tangent. That's one of my favorite things ever. I was doing a Spartan race like 30 days ago with my son, Uh huh. 14 miles, like the beast. And we're on mile two and my son's whole entire body's cramping up Mm. and I'm like, he's going to quit. Wow. And I go, dude, this is the moment that everybody else is going to quit. Yeah. Are you everybody else? And he looks up, he goes, no. (laughs) And he went another 12 miles like all cramping up and, and we had to carry him through a bunch of stuff. But I was like, be grateful Mm. for how hard life is because it weeds everybody else out. You as a contractor, for example, when I was a contractor, the only thing I had to do to be successful was pick up the phone. Right. Cause because half the 90% of the contractors can't pick up. The same thing is with a realtor. Everything. <laughs> everything. You want, you want to be the number one, anything, just
1: pick up the phone and network. And and it's not that hard. It's make, just make the video, make the, the calls, just get out there and knock the doors. It's not rocket science. It's hard.
0: I mean, I, you know, I know people have mindset issues and I totally get that. So I have empathy for that. And I, you know, I had seven years, I was talking about getting into real estate And I never did anything. Yeah. And it wasn't until somebody that came and grabbed me by the shoulder and was like, You're you need to get into this. I don't
1: even think it's mindset issues. I think it's just you don't really know how people are motivated, right? Because there are guys like me who aren't motivated and I'm a rare breed where I'm not motivated by fear. Like most people are motivated by fear of like, oh, I'm gonna lose all my money, I'm gonna Mm. lose my family, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna whatever. Like, and so it takes a very like scary situation to really make them are flip you the script. Not,
0: are you not motivated by the fear of potentially not hitting your full Ryan Pineda squared ultra Saiyan?
1: That would probably be it then. That okay. would be the fear. Because
0: that's my fear. My yeah. fear is I see, and I see this with you too, because we you and I have come up in this game the last six, seven years. We've been yeah. good friends. And I remember taking photos with you like five, six years ago and like how nerdy we both I, looked.
1: I was actually going to go find the picture that we took at our first meetup we that ever ran. That was great. I, I was Jamil I was, not, was
0: like, ha- is now half the size of what he was back then. Yeah. Well, he had two Jamils. Yeah. And you you were half the, you were half the, well, you were, you always been built, but you've done a really good job the last couple of years. But like the personal development was, is really what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like you put, you, I watch you put in the seeds or like plant the seeds and I watch them germinate and I watch them sprout. Mm-hmm. So there's an equation. And when you see that equation of like, okay, I'm going to go build this thing and then it ultimately comes to fruition. You go, holy crap, what other seeds was should I
1: have been p- planting this whole entire time? Yeah. Wealth Builders, if you are trying to grow your real estate investing business, then you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. You have no idea what Wealthy Investor is. It is our coaching program and community. We have helped thousands of students worldwide grow their business now it doesn't matter if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that first deal we can help you do that if you're trying to scale your business and go from a few deals a year to a few deals a month or even seven figures a year we can help you do that too. In fact, last year alone, we had over 30 students do over a million dollars in revenue. And I'd love for you to be the next one. So it's pretty simple. If you're trying to grow your business and wholesale more homes or flip more homes or buy more rental properties, then you need to go to wealthyinvestor.com and book a free call with our team. It's super simple. We'll go on a strategy call with you and figure out how we can help you grow according to your needs. So, all you got to do is go to WealthyInvestor.com, book the free call with the team, and we'll see you there. So like for me, I'm like focused on being the best, period, right. of whatever it is I want to be the best at. Dad, fa- dad father, Everything. dad, father, leader of your company. Christian, yeah. leader, real estate guy, media guy, whatever. It's like, if I can't be the best, I don't want to do it. Right. It's just, I would rather not play the game. Yeah. And um, so now it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take health seriously. Because I've been just kind of like chilling with it and I'm going to like, okay, if all these other guys are on peptides and testosterone and stuff, let's see what happens Mm. if I like really take it serious. So I'm curious to see what happens. Did you, are you on test as well? Yeah. You're young, dude. I know. This is the thing that freaks
0: me out. Somebody told me my balls are going to shrivel. You don't want ball shriveled balls, guys. So you know, I'm like, I, I'm listening to these guys' stories. They're like, don't start on test, because if you start on test
1: too early, yeah, then you can never get off of it. So was that not a was that a thought process? You had? So to go back to the ball shriveling thing, yeah, the first thing. So the doctor's like, hey, a, a side effect that could happen is your balls could get smaller, and I was like okay, I'm all right with my balls, but <laughs> what about, yeah. What about the baseball bat? Yeah. Like that's going to be all right. Right. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't, I'm like, okay, well, if my balls get smaller, it's going to make that appear bigger. So boom, that, I love either that. way you win. It's yes. just how you perceive things. Okay. So, but the, here's the thing that
0: really <laughs> freaks me out. Okay. This is one of my, I have two big fears in life. Okay. I don't like being
1: in water without shoes on. Yep okay I'm, I'm, That's, all right that I was, I was waiting that. for you to say something and then i was like it processed of like bro i was i was if i'm in a lake and if i'm shoes or sandals will you accept shoes sandals? i have to have tied shoes any specific kind will you go in your jordans i won't
0: go in these but like i'll wear like a pair of converse or something i'm afraid of fish touching my feet and like an octopus coming and dragging me down and i somehow f- feel like i have foot armor when i'm wearing shoes i don't know it would prevent it, you from an octopus for it's sure. a really hard thing for me I, like i won't even get in my own pool without water like shoes on no you won't dead serious it's a weird thing i don't know where it came from second thing okay, needles. There, there
1: are mindset issues
0: here but go on yes but needles
1: <laughs> yeah no i'm with you i so needles I can test you have
0: to test you have to poke nope, yourself no no no
1: you don't so are you doing the cream
0: yeah so i started okay.
1: out on the cream but okay so <laughs> we're going to this whole different rabbit hole for me- It's okay, all the same thing. Whatever makes Ryan Pineda tick, people need to know. People need to know. Okay, so i that's the wealthy way, right? It's yeah. just all aspects of life. So I started the journey about a year ago, trying everything, natural supplements that you could buy on Amazon. I remember know. this. Yeah, and yeah. It, it definitely helped, right? And I finally just came to the conclusion where I had your, your belief of like, hey, I don't wanna be on this the rest of my life, right? Like mm-hmm. I, this, the later I started, the better. But then I started to ask myself, I was like, well, what else am I on for the rest of my life? And I go, I eat food every day. I take my multivitamins and everything every day. I drink water every day. I work out every day. Shower every day. Like, why is this different than those? Like, I couldn't survive not eating. So why is this any different? It just logically, it clicked. And I was like, that makes no sense. Like, my body would deteriorate if I didn't eat yet. Why am I worried about this? Yeah. That's a good thought. So that kind of helped me get over the hurdle. Um, but my biggest hurdle was I was a pro athlete. So it was always illegal. So morally I was like, I'm never touching that stuff. So in the back of your mind, it's like this black box you're not allowed to touch. Yeah. And it just was a thing I'm like, and then one day it occurred to me, I was like, I haven't played baseball in five years. Like, uh, (laughs) I don't (laughs) like, there's nothing to stop me from doing this. So anyways, I, uh, I finally decided and then I, I got the cream because I was scared of needles. I said, I'm not injecting anything. Just give me the cream. So I did the cream and it was good. Like I could totally feel a difference. Yeah. Um. But then I talked to another guy who came to WealthCon and he ran one of the biggest companies and, uh, you know, he was just telling me, he's like, dude, you if you're going to do this, you got to go all in, like yeah. get you're some doing peptides. Like, you're doing like a light version. Yeah. He's like, why are you in the, And which is what I always tell people too. I'm like, yo, you want to be in real estate? Be in real, real estate. estate. Don't just dabble. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was at. I was like feeling the water. He's like, bro, first off, the cream sucks. He's like, the injection is straight to your bloodstream. Like a cream is not as good. Can you have somebody else do the injection? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can do that. And then he's like, and There's then.
0: There's no way I'm taking a needle to my butt. I'll do it for you, dude. Dude. Okay. I'll come yeah, up to Vegas. I'll do it for month. you. Every month in Vegas. Drop is, that, your is that how often you have to do it? Is it once a month or is it once a week?
1: Mine's twice a week. Holy smokes. Yeah, dude. But that's peptides and test. Or no, is that just test? That's just test. Wow. Okay. There's peptides you do every day. What? Yep. Is going on over here. Bro, when you go all in, you go all in. You go all in. Yeah, I love it. All right. So anyways, I'm like I said, you don't become ultra instinct by just Yeah. you know, being halfway. Like playing around. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not playing around. So anyways, um but I still eat ube and all this other stuff, but my diet is better good but anyways okay so to bring so brandon, all brandon turner so anyways you, you're you gonna be relying on stuff the rest of your life anyway so it's like yeah you gotta pick yeah but anyways back to brandon turner so when he was on the show he was talking about how he owns a billion dollars of real estate yeah and dude i mean he's done that in such a short period of time it's yeah absolutely incredible all with like raising money. He didn't do any creative. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's done. A, he wrote the, he wrote a book on creative finance. No, I know he does, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying but not like sub two seller
0: finance. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, um, you know, basically on the show he was like, yeah, no, I don't make any money. Like that company loses money. Yeah. yeah. He's like all of our acquisition fees go into marketing to get more investors yep. and same thing <laughs> with me, like my fund right now. So uh, we, uh, we have a
0: fund, um, and it's only seller finance sub two, but I'm paying payrolls. Yeah. Right. 100%. So like before you this, guys, if you're a multifamily person, you want to get in multifamily, let me break the the perception here for a second. Yep. You want to launch a fund? Here's what you got to have. You got to have half a million dollars in cash. Yep. That you're going to burn up for 10 months mm-hmm. until you start getting, getting acquisition, acquisition fees and all yep. that kind of stuff. And then, you know, your properties start, they, they're cash flowing, yep. but your properties are paying your management team, which your yep. now management team is basically breaking even, yep. but your acquisition team is going to lose money for another 10 months until you get another deal. Yep. So you got to And keep... that's
1: if you're buying a cash flowing property off Correct. the bat. And there's some people that have to value do value adds. Ad. And yep. that
0: takes 18 months or 24 months to finish the out the value add. So Our our first 3 were all value add. And I look at this and people are like I'm going to I'm going to start with multifamily. I'm like, "Excuse me? You you won't make money." You what? <laughs> you're you're going to start with multifamily. Okay, got it. I, I I like that. That's like saying you're going to skip kindergarten through eleventh grade and just jump right into. I'm a senior now.
2: <laughs> it's like you're
0: you're just going to get overwhelmed. You don't know anything that's going on. You're yeah. just going to get trampled over. So, um, people get this thought process of more units. It's because the the information out there is incorrect, right? Yeah. People say, well, if I buy a big unit, it's easy, easier to manage. And now, when I have one vacancy. Now, I still have ninety five people paying, yeah, okay, I get that, but in order for you to compete in the market, you had to buy at tippy top. you had to go get debt that's not great debt. I call all multifamily debt toxic debt, and you need way bigger down payments now, way bigger to down, make down payments. It cash yeah. flow now it, for me on the seller finance side, no, yeah, but I still just because I didn't need a big down payment doesn't mean that my Debt that I got from the seller on seller finance is a larger debt. Yeah. Which now, now means I have a higher payment yeah. than if I came in with a larger down payment, if that right, makes sense. Right, right? right. So there's a lot of negatives to doing multifamily, but it's the greatest compound effect, right? Because every three to five years, you're basically doubling your money.
1: Yeah. It's just hard to see now. Yes. When, it's so hard. Like, dude. even for Brandon, he's three years in, we're, you know, almost two years into mm-hmm. ours, and you guys just started your fund. Yeah. Like, it's so hard cuz you don't make money until you exit. Yeah. And even for us it's like, okay, we've had to raise more capital on certain deals where it's like, okay, renovations are more. And guess what? I don't really want to go back to investors and be like, "Hey guys, we need another few hundred thousand bucks or whatever." Yeah. So I put the money in myself. Yeah. And then guess what? I'm like, this thing is like sp- not as great as I thought. I am I'm not losing money, yeah. but I'm losing capital to keep running this business and you know keep funding deals and everything and then there's a lot of deals too where you may not have all the capital ready right away cuz you got to yeah. close quick and so you do it and then you backfill later yeah and so it's 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 a totally different business i mean obviously i know it works long term yep but i guess from the fund perspective your first 5 years are probably the hardest because you have no deals closing but at that point after 5 years starts rolling. Yeah, you start selling a deal every year and it's like bam. I feel like
0: a fund, although it can be a full-time endeavor and you'll have a massive team. Like I have a 6-person team. It's a big it's a sizable team. Yep. Um and we've got three deals that we're closing all in a- a- August about $50 million in real estate and um How much de- fi-
1: How much capital did you have to raise for that?
0: Uh 15 million for okay. 50 for, for 50 million. So seller finance is pretty awesome, but a portion of my 15 million I raise is also for my value add, right? So I'm going in and renovating some of these properties.
1: So so you raised fifteen million from your audience. Yep, and then thirty-five million is the seller finance.
0: Yeah, and I technically I put in three million of my own cash. I always want to be the largest investor in my own deals. Yep, and so I always tell my investors, I go, if you invest more than me, you can spend an entire month with me. <laughs> like you're never going to be able to do that. And I've had people go, oh, I just sold a pet co- company to Petco, and I've got a ton of money, and I go, great. Well, how much are you going to invest? They're like, oh, two million. I'm like, I'm at three. And next month I'm going to put in another million. So I'm going to continue to be the biggest investor. So out of the 15 million, I only had to raise 12 because yep. I have three of my own in there. Yep, And the other 35 million is seller finance carry. Right, And out of that 15 million- 10 million of it's really my down payment. The other five million is for our value, add, like yeah. our, 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 our operational stuff Ops, on other properties. Yeah. Interest payments or exactly. insurance
1: payments and premiums. And yeah.
0: we'll then close that fund down, do another fund. It's
1: all underneath the same thing, but with that round. So they're all into the three deals. That's That fund is going after yep, those three after deals. After those
0: three deals. And uh, one closed on August 15th, another one closes like August 20 something and another one's at the end of the month. So we'll close that down. We've already raised more than w- what we need and then we'll ro- roll into the next one. But again, People, write this down. If you're listening to this, nobody makes money in multifamily for the first three to five years. <laughs> yeah. You know, the only person don't that don't get mad when they invest with you and there's no cash flow. The only yeah. people that make money in multifamily are the LPs. The LPs get a, pr- a preferred return or they get yeah. cash flow or whatever. But a lot of times, like you just mentioned, they're investing in a deal that they're not going to get a check for a couple of years until it starts cash flowing heavy, right? Or, yep. And depending on everybody's structure, everybody's structure is a little bit different. Like Grant Cardone doesn't pay a pref, Yep. right? So nobody's getting paid all the way until seven years when they refinance. But here's the freaking coolest part about it. The coolest part about it is that it's that money. I don't know about you, but you worked way harder when you had no money, right? Yep. But you start putting money in Ryan Pineda's and Pace Morby's bank account. Guess who works just a little bit less, mm. get a little bit more comfortable. So what I like about multifamily is that because you're not making money, okay, it forces me to go make money in my other stuff. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. You got to keep doing stuff. This is the compound awesome effect, and you know you'll get. Let's say in four years your your asset doubles. Let's yeah. hypothetically say that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You refinance, give all your investors their money in back. They roll it into the next deal, yeah. but you keep them in the ownership on the, that asset. And now the tenants are paying down that debt. Now you've got this mag- magnificent domino effect of wealth. Yep. And you're not getting that in single family. No. Single family is hard to scale in that regard. So single family, I like from a, a standpoint of if I want to cash flow in the next 120 days um, and automate that that house, so I don't have to worry about it. Single family is way faster than multifamily by a long shot. Yeah. But even with single family, you've got to raise like, let's say I go buy a sub two and it's $300,000 purchase price. Uh, Kevin, what's the deal? What's the purchase price on the deal we're, we're, we just bought? I don't know why I'm asking Kevin. He doesn't know. $400,000 purchase price. I got to put $25,000 down. The seller wants 25 grand, right? Yep. Hypothetically. I pay somebody, one of my students a $10,000 acquisition fee. So I'm 35 grand plus closing cost. I'm 40 grand. I'm 10% into the deal, Okay. but I got a 3% interest rate. Cool. So what do you do? Do you raise the 40 grand? I don't just raise 40 grand. I raise 40 grand plus probably 20. Okay. Why? One, because when I first started out, I didn't have any cash. So I would over-raise and pay myself a $10,000 deal fee, Mm. okay, I would overraise. So people go, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I buy sub two deals and pay myself on every deal. Yeah. Okay. So I'll overraise 20 grand. One, so I can make some payments along the way, because it's going to be vacant for a month or two months or whatever. And two, I got to pay myself. Yep. So I'll raise 60 grand on a $400,000 house and the great thing about creative finance is there's no bank involved. So who cares where the 60 grand came from? It didn't have to sit in my bank account and get seasoned. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'd what
1: do you, where are you raising that? What kind of deal are you giving? Um, 8%
0: sometimes when I was first starting out, you know, and raising capital six, seven years ago, heavily, I was paying people 12 and 14% cause I just didn't know how to raise capital properly. Yeah. And two, I didn't have the confidence. So I would just tell people, well, I don't know what interest rates do you want? And they're like 14%. Now I pay people eight, 10% interest only. And I'll do like a three-year term. Got it. And what I'll do is I'll either A, sell the property, which I rarely sell property. B, I'll refinance the property, which I do some from time to time. I haven't refied a property in two years. But you can't refi once you have these great interest rates. So what will you, you do? You can. Right? So let's say back in 2020, uh, so back let's say 2017, I buy a sub two deal that's a 4% interest rate or 5% interest rate. 2020 comes along and they now I can go and refinance. And no, deal. I'm saying now. Oh, no.
1: No. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, you go buy a deal today, three percent, two and a half percent. Yeah. You're not going to refi. Not, heck no. So how are you going to pay them off?
0: So it depends on the deal. So like Mendizo, who I just referred you to from Pad Split. Most of my properties here in Vegas are all Pad Split. So instead of like a five hundred dollar cash cash flow, my properties are cash flowing like fifteen hundred dollars, and I just take that
1: cash flow for the first thirty months, and I just pay down the private money lender. Got it. Yeah, and yeah. so. I mean, there are a couple of things with that. So one is, because a lot of these deals you're getting, you'll be underwater technically. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, But
1: guess who else is underwater?
0: Who? Every homeowner that's ever bought a house in the world. Mm. Why do you say that? And think about it. Anybody who buys a deal on the MLS, are they underwater or they have equity? They have no oh, equity. Yeah, if they're not us getting good. Like, right, if under- they're not value. you and me. So yeah, like
1: yeah. The liter- people go, oh, Pace, I can't believe you buy these deals over or like. Well, I guess I'm I'm more so saying from the, um because you're getting a second position loan. So yeah, you yeah. might be like, Fifty grand, sixty grand underwater, right? So, I mean, I get the now you're going to pay them off with the cash flow. Mm -hmm. Do they still? I mean, they're only able to cash flow because you're doing pad split.
0: No, I I have a I have a lot of rentals. Like I'll break them down on my YouTube channel, and I'll go show my HUDs, and I'll go through, and I'll go here's how much I'm cash flowing after my hard money, my private money deal, and I'd say my average just regular straight up rental is like four hundred bucks a month. Got it, but. You know, I, I saw Cody Sanchez and you'd talk about this at one point. And she was like, Oh, yeah, I tell my fr- my real estate friends that, you know, why would you invest in real estate? Cause that's, st- that's stupid because they only cash flow 400 bucks. I'm like, Yeah, for the first 24 months. But like in Vegas, your rent rate goes up every yeah. 24, 36 months. Yep. So, yeah, I made 400 bucks for 24 months. Yeah. But guess what? I now can raise my rents 200 bucks.
1: Now I'm 600. Yeah. It, 20- it, it once again, it goes back to the fund of like, it's such a long game yes. in real estate that yes. it's hard to like see it. But, you know, like my personal house, so I just moved houses and, you know, bought my other house. Uh, I haven't
0: seen the new house. I saw the ho- other house, the one just off the strip, not off yeah. the strip. It's off the other strip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We went to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. You guys so, moved from
0: that to a new one. Yeah. Okay. So we
1: moved to a new one, but that one you saw, we, um, I rented it and I got a 3% loan on it. And so, and I refied too. So I got capital out of Meaning it. Meaning you moved out. Yep. You, as you were moving out, you got a refinance. You pulled cash I had already out. refied.
0: So you I, refied when the interest rates were low. Yep. So you pulled out a big chunk of cash. Yep. Tax-free because it was debt. 300K and then you turned it into a rent. You turned it into a rental. And then I turned it into a rental. Okay, cool.
1: Well, like after maybe a year of doing that. And so the, I want to say my payment was like 4,000-ish and it rents mm-hmm. for 7,000. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Right. But- it took five years. Right. Right. Um, and I, you know, the low interest rates that like right now that if I were to refi it today, it'd be like 6,000. Right. It's yeah, like yeah. eats up all your cash. flow. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah, so there's,
0: I'm, I'm stuck in a lot of deals. Like it, from when I started buying a lot of sub two and seller finance deals, like 2014, 15, et cetera. And then refinancing in 2019 and 20 was easy. Yeah. You're like, this is great. But now I'm accumulating a ton. And so, well, that's so, why I was curious what your strategy was. Holding, I'm just holding. Yeah. Cause you yeah. can't refi. You can't refinance. You can sell, right? You can sell and you can go, all right, this has gone up 50 grand or 80 grand or 100,000 bucks and I can sell. And you I might can... break even though because some you bought underwater. Yeah, but you got, you. got there's a couple of things you got, right? There's a few things you got. Number one, you got the cash flow along the way. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's magnificent, but it's maybe 5,000 or $10,000 a year. Yep. Then you also got the loan pay down and then you also get your private money lender paid off plus a, a chunk, right? Yeah. So is and you got
1: paid in the beginning
0: and you got some tax benefits that you can roll to the next house in a 1031. Yeah. Right. So you got a lot of benefits that are a lot more than just 400 bucks a month. Yeah. Which is where, like, I talked to Cody and I'm like, well, Cody um, and you introduced me to Cody Sanchez about a year and a half ago, by the way. And so I appreciate that. Yeah. a lot. You've introduced me to a handful of really awesome people. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Dude. And I was, I was talking to her just, I was in Oceanside with her a couple of days ago talking about a laundromat and I'm like, the problem is all this money that people are talking about making in their businesses, I just immediately assume it's half. Why? Because of taxes. Yeah. And I hear, oh, I made five, five," some guy told me the other day, he goes, I made $5 million. Yeah. I go, no, you didn't. You made 2.3. Yeah. If I make 5 million, I made 5 million and I get to keep 5 million because of my real estate. Mm -hmm. So like that in a lot of ways is where I make the majority of my money for the first three or four years And then the appreciation goes up and the pay down is significant enough when I refinance or I sell or I whatever, that then becomes a second significant chunk of money.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. But it is a long game. It's a very long game. I think the thing I have realized um, since we both got our career started in real estate Mm -hmm. and then we started transitioning to other businesses, social media, education, everything else, I realized I'm like, wow, like traditional business, not traditional business, but not real estate business makes money way faster yeah. way more cash flow and i'm like i don't want to say i'm conflicted but i find myself in the middle like really like not, you know before before i knew about other business i'd be like dude real estate everyone who's not in real estate's an idiot yeah you're this is idiot. the best you're right dumb. and then you have like cody or a Home Rosie on the right who was like dude if you're not in business that's stupid. Yeah, t- small I, money.
0: I was texting Hermosie the, the other day and he goes, you and I are just taking two different paths. We're going to get to the same destination. And I was like, are we? I don't, I'm not quite sure.
1: <laughs> but I, I find myself now being in the middle yeah. and very neutral and saying, yeah, you know,
0: I think you have to have both. You I do was, need
1: both. I was talking to somebody the other day They
0: got, and we were on stage and they go, the audience member goes like, I'm conflicted. Should I do real estate or business? And we both look at each other and we're like, Both. Yeah, you do both. Like I, so we just bought a business out of Cal, uh, Florida. Um, Dan Fleischman, mm-hmm. you're friends with Dan, yep, right? Yep. So yep. He's speaking Dan, at the next WealthCon. He's amazing. By the
1: way, guys, WealthCon.org. dot org. Check it out. October three through the sixth. Ed Mylett's keynote and one we, of the best events I've ever been to. Yeah, for we're, sure. We're gonna get you at the uh, the one after the next one
0: after the baby comes.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got kids, dude. You know, like let's take a chill pill. For and real, then, I'm taking I'm taking yeah, a break for three or four let's months. T- I'm not gonna let you
0: speak. I'm gonna like. We're going to th- let me let me let uh, me be one of the guys in the backstage, please. We're,
1: we got to. What do they I'll call mic that? Everybody like um, when they want the planes to come down, like oh, traffic air traffic controller. Yeah. Hey, we got to traffic you back to <laughs> Phoenix and like yeah. chill out. So um,
0: we buy this business. OK, Yep. this guy's doing five million dollars a year in sales. Significant. He's been in business nine nine years. Yeah, significant. What kind of business? You said laundromat? Uh, no, no. That, I was talking to Cody about oh, doing okay. a franchise of, of a laundromat together. And it,
1: it, that's a fun thing. Uh, I, I by the way, I'm it. like on the opposite side of that. Because when I hear the laundromat stuff, I'm like I'm, like, not I'm, try- I'm like, I'm not trying to make like 200 grand for the store. I'm trying to like make yeah. huge money.
0: Yeah. So this guy, um, I, I don't want to, he, he's very public. Like his clients are Rick Ross, Mariah Carey, really, really public yeah. kind of figure. So I won't say the name of the company, but Dan puts me in touch with him. And the way he puts me in touch with him is he says, Hey, um, this guy needs a loan for like 230,000 bucks. He's, you need it alone. No, not me. Oh, okay. This Dan calls me up and he goes, I've got a guy in Florida that needs a loan." Oh, okay. And I know you do this thing called Gator lending. This thing, this <laughs> yeah. thing I created. Yeah. And he goes, will you talk to this guy about doing a loan? I'm like, yeah, but I don't really do loans to businesses. Um, I I'm like all in real estate, but I'll have the conversation with him. So I get into the conversation, check this out. This is so interesting. He, I get on a Zoom with him, and he says, "Yeah, I'm doing five million dollars a year in revenue, and we make like, you know, hundred grand a month in profit, but we also lose a hundred grand a month in." I'm like, "Hold on, you just said completely opposite things, dude. <laughs> I'm uh, hold on, you know, because sometimes when people say net cash flow, they don't yeah. really mean net cash flow. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, we got let's get the ter- terminology and the vernacular correct, and let's make sure we can have the, a proper conversation. Yeah, are you making money or are you losing money? <laughs> He goes, we're making money, but by the end of the month, we're losing money. Mike, <laughs> can I strangle you through a Zoom? And what he was saying is, here's what happened. So three years ago, he gets an email, and basically, this guy does—he um, sells artwork that goes in people's homes that doesn't look like artwork. And I can't—I'll I, tell you about it off camera. It's an amazing—it's an amazing <laughs> okay. business. Yeah, it's like a business for the one percent. Like the economy cannot change this guy's business, which is awesome. And three years ago, he gets an email from a payday loan company. Okay, and they go, "Hey, are you trying to expand or do you need money for cash flow?" Blah blah blah. And he takes a fifty thousand dollar loan. That's it. Yeah. Fast forward three years later, he now has taken that loan a couple extra times, and he's paying four thousand dollars a day. I've heard paid in interest. Yeah,
1: it's crazy,
0: bro. In interest, one hundred twenty grand a month in interest. You're like, I'll, I'll do half. I go, so this is what I told, that's basically what I said. I said, dude, (laughs) I go, here's what I'll do. I'll either A, do half of their term. I'm at $2,000 a day. I'll pay off your 230. Yep. And I'll take $2,000 a day, but I really want to help you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I've got an amazing team. You know, my partner, Cody Barton, he's one of my partners, Cody Barton, and we've got an amazing C-suite and we go in and we help these businesses out and I buy tons of businesses, not tons, but I'll buy probably six businesses this year, all with creative finance doing similar things where you go in and you help people. So I go, let's figure out what's going on. So I call my CFO. CFO goes through his books. Not only is he paying 120 grand a month in interest, but he's so behind on his rent payments and all that stuff. He has $18,000 a month in late fees on everything he's paying. Okay. Jeez. This is the worst one. It's not the biggest, but it's the worst one. All the credit card processing he has with his clients is going through QuickBooks Online, and QuickBooks is charging him 7%. What? For, yeah. So look look at a $500,000 a month business Paying seven percent in credit card processing, dude's paying thirty five thousand dollars yeah. a month in credit cards. Should be less than three. Okay, so then we go through and we're like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's actually making two hundred grand a month before all these expenses." So now you
1: understood what are you saying?
0: Yes, he's like, "We make money," but <laughs> I go, I go, I would, I would have honestly said the same thing you said. I just didn't understand it until I, I went through everything. So instead of giving him a loan, I said, "Look, Matthew." I want to be an owner of this business. Yeah. How can I have 50% of this business and we'll come in and within the next year, you know, gave him really big big expectations. It'll take me a year to fix this. But within a year I can turn this whole business around. We could be making 100 grand a month. Yeah. And literally 30 days. We get a pay the 230 off that he had a loan on. Yep. We get rid of the credit card processing, catch up on his deals, da 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 da. da, da. And the business is now making a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty grand a month within thirty days. Yeah. So I look at that and I'm like, I don't have a I don't have one piece of real estate that, that I've been that. able to do that on. Yeah. Nothing. I yeah. don't have one piece of real estate that makes me a hundred grand a month. No. That I was able to turn a business around and turn it into a hundred thousand dollars a month in net cash flow. Yeah. Right. You've got sales and you've got it's just you gotta be in the middle, I think, is what you're what is what I'm saying is you have to do both.
1: Yeah. And I've realized that too. Um Because look, you know, in the real estate market, you know, with it always changing and moving and, you know, vacancies and rehabs going way over. If I didn't have my other businesses bring in cash flow, I would have be sunk. Yeah. And look, I wouldn't put myself in that position if I didn't have this stuff. Right. But by having this stuff, it's allowed me to take more risk over here, do bigger things and know that, hey, you know what? If a vacancy happens, if this happens, if it doesn't sell on time, because like most flippers are living like flip to flip yep. and they're like, oh man, man, the, the deal fell through. I don't know how we're going to make our marketing next month. Yeah. Right. So it's like by having something that's not reliant on such a long cash cycle to get paid and that doesn't require so much cash to make cash. Yeah. It's like business to me is like you, you have to do both, like you said. But the other thing that really started to stick out to me was when I watched all these guys exit businesses. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I don't know any real estate deals that are making a hundred grand or a hundred million dollars, but yeah. there's lots of business deals that yeah. you build it up. And within and a few years,
0: 25 X EBITDA.
1: Yeah. That just doesn't happen in real estate. You're like, what? Yeah, I know. I'm like, huh? whoa. Yeah. So I think you play both sides. You have to play both sides. and I, And I tell- business is ultra risky too. You could be out of business tomorrow. Real estate is there. There, there you go. It's like the teeter t- teeter-totter.
0: It's not very fun to sit on a teeter-totter by yourself. You got to have somebody else on the other side kind of balancing it out and playing back and forth. You got to have both sides. And I tell everybody that's like, I want to quit my job and go full-time in real estate. I'm like, no, 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 do not do that. <laughs> your job is a superpower because your job gives you the ability to be a little bit more risky on your real estate side. So
1: if a real estate deal falls apart, you still got your job. That's kind of how I see it. I yeah. can be more risky over here. And so like, I got burned. Um... People don't, but that, that's the thing, dude, is that people don't want
0: to hear that. Yeah. And they don't want to hear the truth. So what they do is they chase the guys on YouTube and, and whatever that are like, I'll show you how to quit your job. Yeah. And I'm like, I tell people the opposite. I'm like, I'll show you how to keep your job for three to five years mm-hmm. while you build this thing over here. And I'll also show you how to go buy businesses with creative finance. And you do both of them in, 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 I guess, harmony. Yeah. The honestly though, dude, the, the thing about, everything I've learned that's more important than creative finance and more important than business acquisitions and house acquisitions is honestly how to build a proper leadership team and mm. putting things together because what everybody's biggest problem is, is they can't get past themselves. Yeah. Right. So you see all these tired landlords, what are they doing? Tired landlords go buy 10, 20 properties. And I see this all the time. People are, Oh, pace, I I, I'm, I, did it. I hit 20 properties. I'm like, Perfect. I'll talk to you in 20 years when you become a tired landlord and I'll buy all your stuff at 70 cents on the dollar because you didn't put a management team in place. Yeah. And what was the skill that they didn't want to learn? Delegation, leadership, mm-hmm. right? You do a great job of teaching this and your culture shows it. The people mm-hmm. on your team are amazing human being. Like I actually like Jonathan better. than I like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs>
3: that's good. He's that's good. amazing.
0: He's the man. He is the man. So, um, that's the stuff that people don't realize is that you got to start buying real estate. You got to use your income from business or your job in harmony and the skills you have to acquire, how to build a
1: team and how to be a proper leader. You got to be working on yourself all the time. Oh, 1000%. Do you feel like wholesaling is in like kind of a different realm where it's kind of like that in between? Yeah, I think wholesaling is one of these things. So I, we, we, because to me, it's more of a business than it is real estate. It's
0: all, it's just a business. Yeah. yeah, And it's the same thing there, right? You see wholesalers are like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck at two deals a month. Yeah. Well, I know why you're stuck at two deals a month is because you're not working on the things that are important, which is like leadership and building a team and delegation. Hiring.
1: And hiring. It's just doing more of what you do.
0: Right. And what you do is you're only, you think this game is all about you and you're... At, and where do we learn it from? We learn it from our mom and our dad. Our mom and dad taught them, uh, taught us just do everything ourselves. And so you get to a point where you're in your 20s, your 30s, and you're like, I'm having a really hard time breaking through this level. It's like, because you won't freaking hire anybody. Right. I was that guy too. I was deathly afraid of hiring somebody. And I had a coach. I was paying him $500 an hour. His name is John. And John forces me, tells me, pull out your stupid phone, he says to me. <laughs> pull your stupid phone. We're going to hire somebody right now. And he made... <laughs> He made me hire somebody right there in Starbucks yeah. in one of my coaching sessions, and that person changed my life. It was Anna Martinez. She doesn't work with me anymore, but she was with, with me for 10 years, and I paid her three grand a month, and dude, this was what's so freaking crazy about this. I, at the time, as a contractor, 10 years ago, I was making probably 50 grand a month, Yep. and I was afraid to spend three grand
1: a month on another human being. Crazy. That's that's everybody's biggest problem is like hiring and actually building a yeah. team. Yeah, I think- and people are scared to hire for multiple reasons. One could just be they're cheap. They're yeah. like, oh, dude, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Two could be they don't trust people, right? And they're like, oh, well, they're not going to do as good as me. They're going to screw it up. They're yeah. going to steal. Whatever, right? I think that they also don't
0: trust themselves. Yeah. And uh, let me say this. This is uh, this is a confession confessions right now. I feel like I ruined a lot of people's lives when I hired them. Mm. Why? Because I wasn't ready to lead them. Mm. And I this is probably seven, eight years ago. I hired them. They were the right person for the job. I wasn't the right person to lead them. Mm. And I soured them and they didn't make it for six months. And then in my immaturity, I would blame them and blame the employee. And I go freaking person couldn't follow instructions. It's like, no, I wasn't a great leader. Yeah. And I I didn't ruin their lives. I just wasted six months of somebody's life because I wasn't a good leader. And no, and you have to kind of understand that. I'm sure that this has happened to you too. You're like, "Crap! I would knowing what I now know about that position, I would have hired somebody different, or I would have set it up different. I would have different processes." Yeah. Well, I guess what I learned, and hopefully the person that I hired and paid for six months learned as well. Yeah. But I've taken a lot of six month
1: chunks from people's lives and had them come work for me. Yeah. When I wasn't ready. Right. Now, do you think that? you weren't, I mean, obviously like you're going to get better with experience, right? Right. You didn't know what you didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. It's so funny. Like thinking back to the early days of when I hired people, I'd just make a Facebook post. i yeah. like, Hey, if you want to work, show up tomorrow. And then people would show up. I don't know anything about their personality, their resume, their work experience, background checks, comp plans. You don't know anything. Uh, It's so funny. Like the first time we ever started cold calling sellers. Oh yeah. I just like got a list. I was like, guys, just call them. (laughs) <laughs> that was it dude that was how we did it just call them yeah dude no dialer nothing yeah. hand dialing all these phone numbers no kpis <laughs> nothing dude i i hired six guys and they're all sitting in my office and i said just call them how and many
0: of those six people are still with you
1: one ironic surprisingly yeah but uh yeah, dude. But we we actually got deals though. Yeah. It's crazy that even but if you do things the worst possible this way. This is my point. Yeah. My point is people are so
0: afraid of doing the stuff that you and I did, even though we weren't ready for it, we did it.
1: Yeah. And that's the skills that you're you never have ready. Learned. You're never ready. Like we don't know what it looks like to become a billionaire. Right? Like right. there's so much yeah, we know billionaires. Yeah. But like until you go through the process and actually get there, you're like, holy crap. Like, yeah. man, back when I had 500 units man i didn't know anything yeah and that's how you should feel if you're growing yeah you you should feel that's the equation once you understand
0: the equation again it's going back to planting the seeds and seeing everything come to fruition and start seeing these these fruits provide you know fruit and you go oh my gosh like i do things i'm not ready for and i learn lessons along the way and i magically make money yeah oh my gosh that's it
3: Yeah. Holy
1: crap. How do I
0: everything I'm not ready for
1: then? Well, and also too, the problem is that people are scared. They're like, but what if I lose money? And I'm like, you will, you will, you're going to hire bad people. You're going to spend money on crap. That didn't work. You're going to lose money from a bad investment. Like that is actually part of the path to making money. It is a
0: requirement. Like I hear people go, guys, you're going to fail. And it's okay. Go, Oh no, 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 no. That's not the right way to say this. (laughs) You need to tell people it is required for you to fail. It is required for you to be anxious, nervous, scared about how you're going to cover payroll. Yep. If you are not feeling those feelings, you are not doing it right. You're not. Well, you're playing it too safe and too small. Too small. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, how am I scaling? And oh, my gosh. Then people that fall away from real estate. I see people that fall away from real estate for a year. I'm like, let's dissect that. And you find out it's because they just they get hit a ceiling where they go, oh, man, that thing that I got to do, hire somebody and learn how to be a leader and maybe read some John C. Maxwell books. Yeah that's uncomfortable. I'm not going to do that. So they just go and they just revert back to comfort, revert back to comfort. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's the, also the equation of life. 91% of people in business will never hit a million dollars a year in revenue. Mm. 91% of people. Right. You think about that. It's not because the business is not a great business. It's not because the product's not a good product. It's because people stop personal developing. Mm. They stop, they stop learning about leadership. They start, they stop, hiring the right people yeah, and they go, okay, I've hit a point where my financial thermostat has hit, let's say $400,000 a year and I'm making good money. Yeah. I they're go good. On, they're good. They're chilling. Right. I'm like, how do I get rid of every penny out of my bank account? <laughs> so I feel like I'm broke all the time because I, and you know this too, the money is not the goal. The skills you acquire. I just Somebody the other day goes, Pace, I haven't done my first deal yet. And I go, but have you learned this, 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 this? And I go, yeah. And I go, yeah. and I go remember- the deals are not the deals. Yeah. The skills
1: you acquire yeah. are the deals. It's funny, dude. So, you know, at WealthCon, um, you know, we tell people about real estate investing. So, a lot of people are already there. So, WealthCon's very different from most events. It's not just a real estate event. Yeah, it's great. It's it's, it's a good blend. Yeah, it's a blend of everything. It's like the teeter totter. It's like you have both sides yeah, of have have the business, business and we yeah. have real estate. We have you have me media. go up and then you have Cody Sanchez go up. Exactly. Yeah. And I love it because it's very um, unique. But, one thing I always tell them with real estate and, you know, we'll be telling them about education and stuff. And they'll be like, I'll be like, so how many of you guys feel like you can't start today because you don't have money? And a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I can't afford it. You know, whatever. I don't have enough money to buy a house. I don't have enough money to buy education or whatever. And I go, okay, so let me tell you a secret about all real estate investors. They're always broke. Always. And I go, do you think if I want to go buy this $30 million building, I've got $30 million to buy it? No. No. Yeah. I got to go get the deal and then I go figure out how to raise the money. And do you think when, you know, these 30 flips we got going on, I had all the money to go buy all these flip. No, I'm always looking for money to get something done. If I want to go and fund uh, some new event or this workshop or the studio, how can I creatively get it funded for me? Yeah. You know, it's like we, we got Ed Milet speaking, you know, I had to pay him a, a lot of money to do it. And I'm like, man, how can I creatively get somebody else to pay for Ed Milo yeah. like to speak. And so it's like, am I oh, paying for this? Are you sending me the invoice? Is that yeah. So on? I'm going to send you the invoice. <laughs> no, but like what we did was we said, Hey, we're going to do a diamond level ticket, which we've never love had. It. And you're going to have dinner with me and Ed for two and a half hours. And oh, love it. you're going to have all the access. You'll get backstage access. And it's like, Oh bro, 10 people are going to buy that. He's paid for. Yeah. Done. But it goes back to being creative. It's like, yeah. you know, when you look at these big budgets, you're like, man, I guess I can't do it. That's the normal person. But I'm like, well, no, there's actually a way to do it. You just have to think about it. This is what I'm saying about the
0: skills are the deals. Like these are micro skills that you've acquired, right? These little things of pausing and instead of thinking the negative way, you think, oh, cool. There's an opportunity for something creative based on other creative things I've done, whether it was couch flipping or buying a business or house flipping or whatever. I know the equation here. Let me stop for 30 seconds. And you take one of these micro skills and you apply it. Yeah. People that are brand new, they don't have any of these skills. No. And so all they think of is I don't have resources. No, you don't have skills. Yeah. You have not learned these micro skills. And so it's, uh, you don't care about money. You're not a big money guy. I I know you care about money in the sense of like, I want to pay for things and have a nice life and all that kind of stuff, but you're not hungry for money. No. No you want to have a lifestyle. You want to be a great father. You want to be a great leader. You want to provide, but you're also just trying to win at every aspect of life. Yeah. And what part of that requires you to learn all these fun skills and Mm -hmm. be around other people that have learned fun skills. And that's what business for me is. It's just hanging
1: out with my friends and acquiring skills all day long. Dude, I was actually telling Javi, my COO, this, um, yesterday we literally had like the ultimate hodgepodge of calls. Mm. And I was like, bro, this is crazy. The amount of stuff I just learned today on these calls. Like we had a call with Neil Patel to talk about a software company. We just got equity in. He's so smart. It's hard to even sit next to him. So smart. Then he led to this other guy. Then literally that same, like an hour later, we had a call with Dan Martell to talk about that same company. Then um, with all this fitness stuff I'm going through, like I know a lot now about the pharmaceutical game. One of my mm. lead investors owns pharmacies. So I go, hey, what if we were to just produce this stuff ourselves? Like what would the path be? And so he starts running down the path and numbers and I'm like, oh, I kind of understand the pharmacy game now. Mm. Then I had a call um about graphic design. And so I ended up getting a graphic design business and partnering with them and bringing them under our Panada Media Company. Love that. So, cause it's like, Every entrepreneur needs graphics. They need landing pages. And it's a really hard
0: person to find.
1: It's very hard. Yeah. And so negotiated that. And now we're going to be able to offer that to clients and also have it mainly for us in-house. Of course. Like being able to like, to, to build you've all these created, things.
0: You've creatively figured out how to have your own free graphic design paid for by outside clients. Exactly. And
1: that's how we started with tax. It's all the same thing,
0: right? But if you were sitting there going, but I don't have any money. Yeah. You're, none. Of the, what's funny is your thought has never been about whether I have money or not.
1: No, I'm just like, I'll find a way to structure this to make it work. Yes. And and with all those deals I just mentioned, I didn't pay any money. Right. It was all skills that they want. And now by partnering, they don't have to pay me for my skills. Yeah. Right. It's just inequity. Well,
0: this is, so I get people um, that say what I'm afraid of losing money. I'm like, okay, but you're not afraid of losing life. Yeah. Like you're just chilling. You're just hanging out for six months or a year or five years or seven years. And your excuse is you don't have money or you don't want to lose money. Yeah. Okay. And I asked this guy uh, about six months ago, I go, you're on your deathbed. Grim Reaper walks in. He says, you have five minutes to live. Mm. And you can hear the heart monitor slowly going down. Beep, beep, beep. Like, you know, you're going to die. Yeah. And the Grim Reaper says, well, I'll give you. I'll give you one more day of your life back. Just one more day of your life back. But how much would you pay me for that? Yeah. What's the price? Whatever I got? Everything. Yep. Everything. Yep. For one day of your life. Yep. Okay. So the Grim Reaper says, "Okay, wish granted." Yeah. But what the Grim Ripper does is he says, you get to go back to a random day that you've already lived and you can't make any decisions differently. You just have to watch yourself relive that entire day. And so I asked this guy, I go, choose any day last week. Would you be happy with one random day of a day that you, you, did you acquire skills, new relationships? Did you learn new things? Did you open up your mind? Did you do any of those things? He's like, no. I'm like, that's what life is all about, dude. Like, it's not about the accumulation of wealth. Wealth comes with the accumulation of skills, resources, and and um, and yep. and friendships, right? Yep. And he's like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "What you're, what you are so hell bent on is I need to have money. All I'm doing all day long is running around the country and making friends and collaborating with people on fun projects all day long. Yeah, and acquiring
1: skills. So I'll give you the the counter, but pace. I can learn skills on YouTube. Uh huh. Just like you can learn how to swing a hammer and frame a wall
0: on YouTube. Okay? So let's let's say that I'm a I'm a, I own a framing company. Yeah. And you call me up and you go, "Hey, I want to apply to work for your framing company." I watched YouTube. Videos. Exactly. Am I hiring you? <laughs> There's yeah. no way I'm hiring you. Yeah. Right? The videos, the books, all that kind of stuff is helpful, but it's not until you're actually in the game, which is why, you know, being part of a community is so incredibly important is because yeah. you get a link. People get to physically link in with each other. Yeah. It's so one of the reasons why I do all these crazy meetups is because I'm like, the physicality yeah. of humans requires us to be around the vibration of each other. Yeah. And the day I, I, I I'm 16 years old and I get a job. Um, summer job, a buddy of mine is like, Hey, I got a job. This guy named Merlin. Yes. His name is Merlin. That's a dope name for a. <laughs> easy uh, magician. And he he was a framer. Okay. <laughs> <And> maybe maybe <laughs> he's, some he's people, a magician with the hammer basically. So, so Merlin's like, Hey, summer job for all the boys, you know, all the little homie group down in Arizona, summer job. And I'm like, crap, I don't know anything about framing. So I go by, this is before the internet really exists at this, yeah. you know, magnitude. So I'm reading about framing and pictures of this and the yeah. na- the gauges of nails. I go down to the Home Depot guy on Val Vista and Southern, right by where I live. And I'm like, okay, tell me about all the tools and all the things. And I show up with like the tools I think I'm supposed to have. And Merlin goes, dude, drop all of that right now. <laughs> you look like an idiot. Yeah. And in 45 minutes, I learned how to frame faster than I could have in 45 days.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so that's the biggest problem with people is they're just keeping themselves from out of being out of the, or they're keeping well, themselves out of the game.
1: Well, I think that, and I think too, it's just like, they probably don't believe enough in themselves. And yeah. so they're like, oh, well, I have nothing to lose if I don't put any money up, whether it's right. education or, or anything. And it's just like, I always tell people, I'm like, dude, if you've got trouble figuring out how you're going to pay 10 grand for this thing, mm-hmm. how are you going to go buy a million dollar house? Three hundred thousand dollars house. Right. Like, if you're tripping about this, you have no chance at this. Yeah. And you're definitely not going to gain confidence from YouTube. And I can tell you,
0: you know, I'm going to ask you a question, and I think that I know the answer because I think you, I think entrepreneurs at our level have to have the same thought process on this. You're not waking up in the morning going, "How do I become a billionaire?" Because I want a billion dollars. Yeah. You're waking up and saying, "How do I become a billionaire?" Because becoming a billionaire requires me to become a completely different person with different relationships different outlook on life, different leadership, different relationship, even an amplified relationship with my wife, my children, everything about my life has to become amplified in order for me to deserve to be a billionaire. Yeah. Forget about the money. Yeah. Whereas everybody else thinks you and I are waking up in the morning
1: going, how do I get more money? Yeah. Are you, is that? No, I don't, I don't think about how to get more money. I just think about how do I improve everything I do, right? How do I, and, and improving everything you do Is like, hey, the existing things, how Mm -hmm. do we make those better? Because if we make those things better, everything else is a byproduct, right? right? Like the employees' lives get better, my life gets better, we can donate, we can buy things, we can live a dope life. Like all of it gets better if I improve. But then also improving my mind, let's Mm -hmm. just call it, and my awareness and my innovation, creativity, or whatever. Opens my eyes to new opportunities that I didn't even think about. Yeah, now you're th- now you're
0: thinking about starting a pharmacy and producing tests. <laughs>
1: you know, it was it's all a new thing.
0: Anybody who need a shot in their butt? You guys need a shot yeah, in your butt? Yeah, if anyone's Camera interested, crew, com- trying
1: to get ripped, comment below. You'll see the before and after pictures in ninety days. Pineda, Pineda the Pineda pump is what we'll call the testosterone. <laughs> the Pineda, Pineda 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 peptides, pump. Pineda pump. Ooh, Pineda peptides. That will be a go. good one. Yep. But no, I agree. Like. It's a different mindset and like, let's even take a step back because you and I have come up together in the game Mm -hmm. and like, I remember the event we held in 2019 in that picture, you know, it's you, me and Jamil. And in 2019, there was all of these, what I would say peers Mm -hmm. at, um, similar levels. Right. Yeah. And why is it that four years later, it's basically you and I Mm -hmm. have, gone to this different level and it's like we're, we're doing real estate still obviously but there's all these other things we're doing too okay. and why is it that kind of like everyone else either kind of fell off or stayed the same or
0: i think it's i think it's the financial thermostat i think that some of the people you know that we've i still love them i text them they text yeah, me they great call people me, love them but they're now instead of me asking them hey can i use a resource of yours to get to the next level. Can we collaborate on something? They're now calling me and saying, Hey, like I need a resource that you've accumulated. I'm like, I haven't seen you in three years. Yeah. Because you basically bailed out. You you dipped out. You you said, well now I'm making a million dollars a year. I don't need to work anymore. Right. And I'm like, I never it was never about the money for me. Yeah. So I think a lot of the people you outgrow, it's the financial thermostat. And for me, I'm accumulating relationships, skills, and resources. Mm. That's it. And a resource could be a Neil Patel. Yeah. That's like, okay. I'm, hey, or a Dan Martell, Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at a software company. Holy crap. How do I know if it's a good decision or not?
3: Literally that was you it. call
0: Dan Martell, And what's crazy is that I can do that. That's what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the game. And people are like, a lot of the people we came up with are like, well, I hit my dollar amount. Yeah. I'm like, well, then you don't know what the game is about. Yeah. The game was never about the dollars. Yeah. The game is about the ability to essentially curate your own experience on planet earth without any bounds mm, Either, That's freedom that's freedom yeah so i i feel like other people are like oh i want financial freedom I'm like you could drop ryan Pineda or pace morby in a freaking cornfield in kansas butt naked yeah and we'll figure it out we'll figure it out in a day but
1: if you're butt naked i'll be there with the test
0: <laughs> yes please boom right in my butt Yep. because you're ready i'm ready yeah so for <laughs> me i like people go why are you working so hard i'm like because i know the equation yeah I work hard. I get a new relationship. I get a new resource like Dan Martel. Mm-hmm. This is a funny thing. Uh, just recently shout out Dan Martel. He's, you know, he's trying to grow his brand a little bit more. So I'll shout him out a little bit. He calls me up, asks me about the TV show. Hey, should I, should I do a TV show? But no, don't do a TV show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we talked about this many times, many times. Don't do a TV show. It's not worth it. <laughs> you know, type of thing. Anyway. So he, are he you guys, goes, did you guys renew? They ordered 30 episodes and Jam- I think Jamil and I are going to potentially turn it down.
1: Mm. Yeah. Are you allowed to say it? can we can we air this? Yeah, I air it. Okay. I, you know, Any
0: right. you know, ain't gonna watch this anyway, you know. <laughs> so um but you know, I look at my YouTube channel, side note, YouTube channel gets me way more views. And yeah. last year we bought a hundred million
1: dollars in real estate primarily from our audience. Yep. And my students. So I'm like, why do I need That was deal flow and capital? Correct. They brought the deals and they brought the capital. And you were just kind of
0: Correct. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um but I, I'm talking to Dan Martell and he goes, Hey, if
0: there's anybody you know that needs some advice, let me know. You know, he's a sass guy. He's yeah. like the sass guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I go, Oh, Jerry Norton, good friend of yours, good friend yeah. of mine. And I put them two together. And Jerry says to me, I'm at his lake house a couple days ago, back patio, bald eagles flying over, like legit majestic moment. And he says to me, you've changed, you changed my life repeatedly with text message after text message after text message. And I'm like, I was thinking about who else has done that for me. The only person I could think of was Ryan Pineda and Dan Fleischman, mm. because you've accumulated enough re- relationships, resources, and skills that you have such an abundance of them that you have the ability to share them with other people who are also abundant.
2: Mm. And
0: so those people vibrate to a higher level. Mm. And, and, Dan, and I, I look at, uh, Jerry and Jerry's like, I just want to say thank you. You I this problem I am having, you introduced me to Dan Martell, he solved it in one day. Yeah. I was trying to solve it for a year. Yeah. And that is the goal of life. Mm. And so I I that's why I respect you. And you know, I'm coming through Vegas. I text Jonathan and I'm like, yo, let's do let's get together, me and Ryan. Because I think that you and I are on that same trajectory of like, all I'm trying to do is that. Yeah. If in five years, great, I'm worth five billion or ten, or you know, I'm sorry, in ten years, let's say I'm worth a billion or more dollars. I won't look at the dollar amount. I'll look at who's who came up here with me. Mm-hmm. Who is on the same vibration going to the top? Yeah, the abundance is the, is the vibration that you're on and me and Dan Fleischman and whatever else. In fact, shout out Dan Fleischman. I'm sure he's helped you a lot with relationships. Mm-hmm. I put something in my stories like a month ago, and I go, I need X, Y, and Z. Before I swear to you, the second I post it, <laughs> I get a text message with him. Yeah, and it's like if I go, Hey Dan, I want to know Mike Tyson. Five minutes later, Hey Pace. Um, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, pays Morby. I'm like, what the heck is going on? This yeah. is the craziest thing. Yeah. And you can't buy that. No. You know, no. you have to earn that and you have yeah. to earn that abundance and you have to earn people being, you know, willing to um, give you relationships because if you're not somebody worthy
1: of a referral. And that's what I was about to say. You have to build yourself up to be a person of value. There you go. For people willing to put their name on the line for you. And like, one thing I'll say is, that, that was the conversation literally Javi and I had yesterday because I was negotiating four different businesses. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> maybe I'm way over here on the business side. But I was like, dude, this is crazy that I can talk to the best people in the world at their industries and like figure this out really quickly. Like it would take people within an hour. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me talk to my pharmacy buddy. Okay, let me let me go see what they're doing over at 10X Health. Let me um go text my other buddy who's got a fitness program. And then I'm just like, wow, I get the fitness industry. Like I understand all the way from coaching. How do I, now how do I create value in this industry to then create income to hire employees to create more resources? And like, even for me, I literally post, I'm like, hey guys, I'm about to go Super Saiyan. I I post a picture of my peptides and stuff. And literally hundreds of DMs, what are they? What stack are you on? Where do I get them? So cool. And I'm just like, for, for one, I'm not going to recommend stuff cause I've never done it. Mm-hmm. Like until I've actually like gone through it, I won't do anything. Right. But, um, I was just like, man, I mean, this health is obviously a huge need for everyone. The market right. cap for health is 8 billion people. It's right? bonkers. Um, so, you know, just like it, it just dawned on me that I was like, wow, I already have this many relationships in such a short period of time. Yeah. And, and you, it, it's not lost on you. And you're grateful for it. Yeah.
0: And you you treat those relationships with respect because you understand how hard they were to accumulate. If yeah. You could, if you could go back to yourself the day when you had storage lo- a storage locker and you were like loading <laughs> flipping up- couches, yeah. Flipping couches, Flipping couches, like, hey, bro, just so you know, the skills you're acquiring right now will compound into this moment in this day where I'm negotiating four businesses simultaneously with ease. Yeah. So keep doing that couch flipping thing. Yeah. So like by saying all this, I'm not telling people skip- and jump to all this stuff, you have to compound some of this stuff. Yeah. Right? You have to go do hard things, and people then have to believe in you and go, I know Ryan Pineda is consistent. He shows up, and he does hard things. He deserves this relationship that I'm going to pass over to mm. him. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to skip the couch thing. What? You, you can't. You can't. Yeah. It's part of the requirement. Now, yeah. can you speed it up a little bit?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But you still have to
1: go through that path. You can, you can definitely learn skills quicker. Right. But it's like every you know, everybody's curve. If, of, if you're ultra wealthy is like this, it's exponential. Right. Right. So it's like you spend 10 years, like figuring things out and then it just starts to I, explode. I tell people back to this conversation,
0: it's not, I'm figuring it out. It's you've now accumulated enough relationships, resources, and skills that they're not, there's so many of them Yep. that they now are connected because there's times where you accumulate a skill yeah. and a resource That have no correlation to each other. Yep. Then you have to go get two more and two more and two more and two more. And then all of a sudden, one day, hockey stick moment, they're all connected. Yeah. And it's like you could go from a Neil Patel to a Dan Martel to a pharmacy guy to a whatever. Yep. But you didn't accumulate those relationships and those skills all in one day. No, no. And all of a sudden, that's the hockey stick moment. Yeah. You're like,
1: oh my gosh, you you blew up. I'm like, no, I grew up. Well, and here's the thing too that I've thought about is- I love the way you're saying it. Skills, resources, and relationships. Um, relationships. I would say skills are the first thing. Like you, yeah. we've been saying the whole time, you got to learn skills because that then leads to you making more relate or um, resources, right? Money, and eventually, if you have enough skills and enough money, you can buy relationships, add value to relationships. Yeah. You know all these things. And, and the other thing about relationships is that people of people that have are skillful and
0: resourceful do not want to hang out with people that are not skillful and resourceful. Right. And so when you start going, well, these people don't want to give me a time of day, it's like, because you're not skillful and you're not resourceful. (laughs) Yeah. Like, for example, I know you'll play golf with people, like, you know, people can play golf with you that are horrendous golfers. But after like three times of playing golf with them, you're just like, I really, it's not not. even conscious. It's subconscious. Yeah. And you'll be like, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you even as one of the, you know, a phenomenal golfer you are aspiring to play golf with people better than yourself yes and so it's the same thing with anything else skills or resource people that are skillful and resourceful will have an easy time building relationships because people are like oh this dude's doing things yeah i was looking at keaton you know yep. the muscle right yep um friend, friend he'll be a wealth con
1: He's awesome Everyone there. you mentioned is going to be at WealthCon. I, the, Keaton, Duh. Do you not? Dan Fleischman, has, Jerry it, Norton. Who's the best marketer of all time? <laughs> but, hey, guess what? Did I have to pay any of them? No. No, it's, it's you paid, relationships. You,
0: you paid by becoming skillful, resourceful, Yeah, sharing those skills and resources to compound
1: relationships to be in a position that you could put something cool together. But here's the thing too is like being able to give value uh-huh. and create valuable win-win scenarios because like, all those guys um, have or are coming on the podcast and they get great exposure because I've built a podcast that has exposure. And then like to go speak at WealthCon is a big opportunity. There's over a thousand people. It's super fun. It's highly produced. Great event. Like it's valuable for the speakers to come. If it was just some, because you know, you've spoken at crappy events. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I don't know about this one. You're going to have to really entice me to, to come out to this event. Yeah. Right. But you're like, oh, Ryan's event I'm there so it's like how do you make something more valuable
0: well you think so you think about this go go to Keaton go to you okay so same kind of the same vein I'm at Keaton's house for fourth of July homeboy is flying me around in his Black Hawk helicopter the only I I still don't even know what Keaton does but yeah Keaton does he owns a lot of he has like 42 businesses yeah and you know what's so funny is I was just thinking about this the other people say the same thing about Dan Fleischman
1: yeah, I don't know what he does.
0: Either. I know exactly what he does. <laughs> I, 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 sp- I spent a lot of time with him. But I'm like, you, you know what you want to be? You want to be the guy that everybody says, I have no idea what you do, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you, either you do so much or you have built such amazing teams that nobody ever sees you do any actual
3: work. Yeah.
0: That's Keaton, that's Dan Fleischman. Yeah. And so I hang out with Dan a lot and Keaton, we've become good friends over the last like year and a half, two years. Uh, we, we bonded on the TV stuff. And I'm at his house, and I go, dude, you're doing this big one day thing, you yeah. know, you, his thing yep. that's coming up. And I go, why are you doing it so big? He goes, because cool people want to hang out with people doing cool things. Yeah. And so, same thing with you, with with your event. Yeah. Is you create this amazing event and it attracts people to go, oh, this dude's doing things. Yeah. I want a relationship with that guy. Yeah. Because he's
1: skillful and he's resourceful. Yeah. And I want to be around people that are skillful and resourceful. That's yeah. it. And I think what you mentioned too, with, um, meetups and just like relationships being built, there's a re people are like, bro, how do you throw big events every quarter? Mm-hmm. Like no one does that. Yeah. I don't, there's not one person in our space that does that no besides one. you. Yeah. And they're like, how for one, how peptides, <laughs> peptides for sure. Well, actually, this is my first event with peptides, so I mean, this is what about about, what about
0: uh, testosterone? First
1: event, wow, bro, dude. This, I mean, who knows? The possibilities are endless. This could be so masculine. (laughs) It's gonna be crazy. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I forgot what I was talking about. No, so you know, one is the relationships, right? Mm -hmm. But two, people are like, how how and why? Okay, I first off, forget how. Why even try to put your team Mm -hmm. and everyone through that? And I go, well, one is I truly do value people getting together and just having a dope event. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's so fun. I love it. Um and I get to meet cool people in the audience plus the speakers. A lot of these speakers I've never met, but we've DM'd right. and now this is an opportunity. Um two is you know, just with like the events itself, I don't really do much. Like the team as you mentioned. Yeah, I watch you. You're lazy. I'm pretty lazy. I'm just sitting backstage and I'm like,
0: I'm hanging out with good. you and I'm watching your team buzz around like bees and they're crushing it. And they're not only are they doing a great job, but they're happy doing it. Yeah. And you've done a great job. Your leadership, your culture, your everything is there. I Here's what I, here's how I look at a a physical event. The, the uh, Zooms, the YouTube, all the digital stuff is like Bumble. It's like a dating app. Yeah. It's like, you can't really go on a date. <laughs> yeah. So the, the events are actually the first date. It's like, mm. let's get together. Yeah. Let's hang out with each other. And that's yeah. where business is done. And that's where people get metaphorically married. Yep. And they start doing deals with each other. So these physical events are a requirement. Mm. It is not like, hey, this is dope. It's yeah. like, no, it's a requirement for you to go off the dating app yeah. and go on the first date. And what you're doing is you're just making the first date extra special. Mm. Right. Your Going your events are making that uh, that first date. with These people are dating each other. Yeah. Right? They become business partners and you're creating an ecosphere that's so special that they'll
1: never forget that first date. Mm. It's funny uh, in, in our office, <laughs> I didn't realize this, but we actually have like pretty equal male and female. Mm. Um, but the girls are like, we should start something for like the singles. And I was like, why? And they're like, cause we're all single mm-hmm. and all the guys are married. And I was like, Interesting. And I, I started to look at it. I was like, you guys are right. These who's hiring all these single girls like in the office? And they're like, "We, we, can you guys introduce us to some of these speakers? And oh, wow, that's it is, great. It's funny. It but, is a, it is, I guess it's a covert dating operation is what it is. I don't know what it is, but there might be a singles mixer at one of these events. You there should. might be a marriage mixer, you know? Cause like, imagine singles mixer for entrepreneurs. Well, the cool thing too, is you attract an
0: audience of, you know, primarily Christian minded people that are yep. all trying to get married and build families. Like your yep. vibe attracts your tribe. Yep. And so there are people I can guarantee you that have met at your
1: events and have gotten married. No, you're right. Because last event, I had one guy come up to me. He goes, Hey, Ryan, I got an important question to ask you. And he had a camera on me. I was like, Yeah, hey, crap. What is it? What is it? I go, What is it? And he goes, Okay, so three events ago, um, I came to WealthCon for the first time. And. I met my now fiance. Yes. And he's like, will you officiate our marriage? No,
3: <laughs> and I was really? Like,
1: um, they're
0: all
3: like, wealthy marriage.
0: That's we got to start so it. so
1: dope. And do uh, it at the
0: next WealthCon. Have them up on stage. Oh, that's what we'll do. Bro, that oh, opened the whole event by getting
1: somebody like. Oh, I like that. That's a really but cool event. I'll tell you another funny one. So, this is all last event. And another young couple comes up to me. They're like, low 20s. And, they're like, they just joined our coaching program and they're like, Hey, so we actually came to Vegas to get married mm. and we saw the event was like at the same time. So we decided to come to the event first and we're getting married tomorrow. <laughs> I was wow. like, you guys are crazy. I freaking love it. That's
0: a good, that's a good, most married couple f- have to figure out like 15 years into marriage. Like, you know what? There's more to life than this. Let's start going to events. Yeah, These guys are like going to events before they're getting married, which exactly. is cool. The day before. And, um, guys, if you meet your fiance at one of Ryan event, Ryan's events, you have to name your child, Ryan Pineda
1: at least, at least Ryan somewhere. Yes. Or the full thing. The full thing. Yeah. Ryan Ryan Pineda is the first and middle name. Okay. And you
0: can keep your last name. (laughs) Didn't you say that your your uh, my son is going to be Ryan Pineda Morby. Yeah. There we go.
1: There we go. All right. (laughs) 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 There we go. You know what we're actually going to do at the next wealth con? People don't know this yet, but, uh, I've got some big um, Christian artists Mm. and we're going to literally hold a a worship service and um, like full service on one of the days. That's a great idea. And like people can come if they want, if they want to like, yeah, if they, if they want to, you know, come after, cool. Like it'll be on there. Like, I love it. You'll get, you'll get people that
0: never had religion in their life. You know, like they came up and their mom and dad were like anti-religion and there's people that are coming to your events that are like, this dude has a happy marriage. He's a great father. That's the life. They're aspiring to be you, right? There's very Mm -hmm. few people that are aspirational, right? Like there's a lot of inspirational people. Yeah. But you are one of those aspirational people. You, people Mm. want to aspire to be you. Mm. And so when you're doing worship services and all that kind of stuff at at your event, you're setting a a tone and a culture that I think is going to be really special.
1: And I, I just like, for me, it goes back to creativity and freedom Mm -hmm. is like, I have the freedom to just do that. It's my event like nobody, nobody does that. It's right. just not a thing. It's like, nobody does them every quarter. And it's just like, I'm just going to do They're just, they're do just it.
0: cookie cutters, bro. Yeah. Everybody's doing a cookie cutter stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But also too, when it's, when you make it like, Hey, if this is fully for the experience and the purpose and mm-hmm. everything else, whatever money comes from it comes from it. Right. You know? So I think that's what you're doing. That's what all successful people do. They don't limit themselves into this thinking. Yeah. Dude, you're still going on seller appointments and everything.
0: Well, this is a house we already have under contract. I just, I'm like, what it was is I was in Montana Uh hanging out for a month and we did, I did a really cool event up there. I called it community camp. I saw that dude. It looks sick. Yeah. So was
1: that Jerry's house? Is that what it was? Yeah. It was
0: Jerry's house. So I call, (laughs) you know, I'm just, you know, it's the same thing with you. You're just, we're just really lucky and grateful to have these amazing friends in our lives and So I go, you know what I want to do? I want to do an internal community event that doesn't cost any money and I'll, I'll drop 150 grand on it myself. Mm. And so I told everybody, go, all right, most active people in the community that are helping other people get deals. Mm. I'm going to take the top 500 names and we're going to randomize and we're going to invite what I told Jerry is I said, Hey Jerry, I want to invite these people for like a two day event at your house and go boating on the lake. I'm thinking, he's like, what do you, how many people do you think? I don't know, twenty. So I go So you lied to him. I lied straight up lied to him. So I go I go into the Facebook group, which Jerry's in the sub two Facebook group. Yeah. And he go I go, all right guys, I just talked to Jerry. We're gonna have two hundred and eighty people. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And it's like it was like fourteen hundred comments on this post. Yeah. And anyway, we had um we had a blast. It was life changing. Yeah. Um, free event. And what we did is we did day one was just a little bit of education just yeah. because You need that. Yep. Set the tone. The rest of the time was like going to Glacier National Park, going Mm -hmm. on the lake. I love it. Going to this big $6 million spec that Bob, the builder, I'll introduce you to up in Montana because you've got a potential development up there. Yep. And we just did a lot of fun challenges like wilderness challenges and team building and just amazing stuff. People came in two days early, stayed two days late that nobody wanted to leave Montana. Mm. We shut down the airport and we ended up having like 400 people come to this event it got so big that Tim Ballard from the Sound of Freedom came and spoke mm. and we raised five hundred and fifty grand for uh, human trafficking wow. in like 45 minutes. That's amazing. Was not planned. Yeah. But you know how that is. It's like you do something cool and it compounds and snowballs into something People want cool. to be a part of it. Right. And then Brandon Turner texts me. He's like, hey, I see you traveling around in your Airstream. You want to come hang out in Coeur for a couple of days? Mm. And I go, No. But do you want to come and hang out with Tim Ballard? Yeah. He goes, I've been wanting to meet Tim Ballard. This is the craziest thing. I go, but is it? Yeah. When you do cool things, it's like the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. Right. If you do cool things, cool things happen and cool people come out of the woodwork and your events morph and change. Like your events, they even though you have this thought of what the event's supposed to be, everybody after your events are like, dude, that event was better than we thought. Mm-hmm the energy was better than we thought. Everything was better than we thought because you created it and all this space and the energy got filled up with amazing people and cool things happen. Yeah. So we just, I did that and I go, all right, I'm going to start buying a bunch of real estate up in Kalispell, Montana, which is where you've got a potential project about 20 miles South. Yep. So I bought two RV parks last week, um, 250 spots on seller finance and, um, like turnkey, ready to go. Management in place, been cash flowing for 10 years. The seller's just ready to retire. How'd you find the deal? One of my students. Mm. Shout out Jordan. 10 days into sub two, he goes, hey, I see you in Kalispell. Do you want to buy stuff? I go, yeah, find this, this, and this. Two days later, he had appointments. We go on him, lock him up. That's awesome. So I paid him a 1% finder's fee. The purchase price was 6.5 million. So he'll make 65 grand up front. Mm. And I kept him in as a 10% owner. Wow. And I don't normally do that, but why did I do that? was to create alignment and i said look i want to go and buy a thousand does he RV- live out there he lives in missoula okay and i said once we get up to like four rv parks i want you to move up to kalispell yeah because we're going to start building multi-family up there and now if you have your development going on up in montana i want to be a part of that yeah we're gonna do it are you guys gonna raise money for that you think of course you're, um, you're gonna be my first call bro okay perfect i'm real estate investors are broke just so you guys know yeah. but i do but i to know look- you're gonna go find the money i will help you find the money <laughs> exactly yeah. You, if you look at my bank account right now, you're like, wait, dude, I thought you had money.
1: <laughs> well, the, the checks are hitting.
0: real estate investors. are. It's so funny. Cause like, um, I just had a couple of things close a couple of days ago and I had 800 grand sitting in my bank account. Yeah. And then this morning the money's gone.
1: How, so how do you deal with that? What do you mean? Just like the big chunks of money, not big chunks of money, but like seeing the account go low and knowing you have so much overhead and everything else. Oh uh, well so I
0: here's how my structure set up. So I have four main partnerships. Uh-huh. So I've got Josiah, Molly, Cody Barton, another gentleman named Ted, and I have another partnership that I think is going to come online. Every one of these partnerships has a C suite and a structure underneath it. Each one of these businesses have their own bank accounts. Yep. They have their own products and their own services and their own whatever, right? So there's cash flow coming in every single day. Yeah. And so even though my bank account is empty in one of my accounts, let's say my per- I have an account it's my PJ Morby LLC that my money goes into, and I get to just play with that money. Mm. And it's eighty-seven percent of it goes into real estate, yeah, or buying. Like right now, I'm going to buy in with Dan Fleischman on um, a couple of Everball franchises. And uh, I had Jeff here; he's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he's s- speaking at WealthCon too. He is so impressive, <laughs> bro. Have you? I mean, you've talked to him, yeah. He, have you been, seen his operation in Oceanside? No, but we're supposed to. I'm gonna fly down there with Jerry Norton. I think in a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll text you and let you know when we're going down there. But so I'll deploy capital, and this is another thing going back to rela- skill, skills, um, resources, relationships. Yeah, I'll like I invested hundred thousand dollars in cards and coffee with Dan Fleischman. Why? Uh-huh. Do I am I into cards? No, I've never drank coffee in my life. Yeah, what do I care about cards and coffee? Zero. Just Dan. I care about Dan. Yeah. I want that relationship with Dan. Same thing with you. When you came out, when you with come up with stuff, yep. I buy whatever it is. Your team's yep. like, do you know what you're buying? I go, I'm buying whatever <laughs> Ryan's creating. <laughs> yeah. I'm his yep. friend. I'm not, I'm not a guy that's going to be a freeloader. I'm going to buy what my friend is doing and I'm going to support him. Yeah. So same thing with Jeff. Jeff has got Everbull and all these things. And I'm like, I want a relationship with you. Yeah. How do I do that? Yeah. He goes, well, I don't know. Come hang out. And I go, no, 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 no. Where
1: do I send a check? Yeah. And that, which is what I said. You can now buy relationships. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And so I go. And do you have to buy relationships? No. No. But if you want to make an impression and show people you're serious and intentional, then that's how you do it.
0: Yeah. And here's here what's funny. Okay. So Jeff is sitting there talking to me about like, oh, Drew Brees and Shaquille O'Neal and these mm-hmm. people that are his partners, his partners, yep. his partners. Yep. So now let's say he goes and hangs out with Shaquille O'Neal and, and um, Drew Brees. Yeah. He's going to go, oh, yeah, my part. Our, our other partner on this deal, Pace Morby. Yep. Pace Morby, Pace Morby, Pace Morby. They're like, who's this Pace Morby guy? We got to meet well, him. Well, he's one of the other partners. Yeah. Okay, does he want to get on this other deal with us? Go ask the other investors if they want to get on the deal. And at some point, I'll find myself in a room or in a deal with Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know when that's going to happen, but yeah, Jeff is the gateway to bigger opportunity. Yeah. Same thing with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there with Jeff and I'm sharing relationships with him and you're sharing. You know, it's yeah. just this. Brotherhood that just rises. Yep. Again, the abund- the people who are abundant vibrate higher, mm-hmm. and the people that are like
1: I've made it they vibrate lower, mm-hmm. and they just get left behind. What? So you think that the people who kind of get left behind, by the way, who are still very successful, right? In yeah, the world, they're in eyes. the one percent of the one percent. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're very successful. Yeah. But you know, there's a difference between Drew Brees and Shaquille O'Neal and yep. the guy who was you know in the league a couple of years. Right. Right. So. To go back to this, like what fuels you, you know, you just posted a clip um, that we collaborated on with Dave Meltzer mm-hmm. and I actually asked you this question. I go, dude, you got so much tenacity. You have like, you work harder than anyone I've seen. You work harder than me and I work pretty hard, but not nearly as hard as you. Mm. And I do feel that I have some complacency um, and then it, it'll like arise for a little bit and then I'll be like, all right. I'm bored of being complacent. Let me go buy a pharmacy. Yeah. Let me go start. My innovation comes from doing new things. Right. You know, I'm like, oh man, that's. Yeah. You're a visionary. Yeah. It doesn't come from like, oh man, like I got another apartment. Like I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But like doing new things really like excites me. Yeah. Which is good and bad. So I'm not telling people. Yeah. But you're also,
0: you also have acquired the skills of leadership and and delegation. And so just because, you know, I, I was with Tony Robbins a couple, like six months or six weeks ago, I was in Florida and. Um, sitting this close to him for six hours talking. And what were you guys doing? Uh, it was me, Dean, Cody Sperber, and a couple of other people like Russell Brunson, really mm. t- Jim Quick. Yeah. It was literally like six people in a room talking to Tony for like eight hours. So it was just a mastermind. It was a freaking mastermind. Mm. Non-paid, in- invite only, awesome mastermind. Everyone's just asking Tony questions? Tony, only Tony. Wow. And he's like breaking things down. Sperber had a great question. And then I I go, all right, here's here's what my question was. He, I said, at some point, you know, you're Tony freaking Robbins, dude. And you've been doing this for like 40 years. Right. So at some point, there was a point where you put an equation together that said, here's how I'm going to say no to opportunities that land on my plate. Okay.
1: I would love to know what that equation is. That's a such a good question because I have that problem and you have that problem too. What do you think his answer was, bro? <sighs> Does it have purpose
0: at this point? He, This is what he says. He says- God didn't put you and I on this earth to say no to opportunity. Mm. He put us on this earth to figure out how to say yes to opportunity. Because every time you and I say yes to an opportunity, 50 people get employed. Mm. A thousand people get fed. He's like, you, you and these other creators, not content creators, but business creators, like people that are out there creating their own world. Yeah. How dare you say no to an opportunity? Mm. And I was like, oh, that is not the answer yeah, I was expecting, you're, dude. You're, you're about to send me, like, you're the first person to give me permission. The, dude, th- so this is where he goes with this conversation. Yeah. He says, Pace, you guys, you and the people in this room are the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. You shouldn't be taking advice from anybody else except for people also in that same percentile.
1: And Tony's like, and I'm in the about five more decimal that places. That is correct. He says, so I'm here to give you permission
0: to let you know that I own 111 businesses. Whoa. I don't say no to opportunity. I I figure out how to say yes. Mm. And I'm like, thank you for that. And he said, he he goes, tell me about your operators. How many operators do you have? And I go, I have four. He goes, you probably need five, maybe six. And then what you're going to probably need to do in 2024 is you're going to need to get an operator above your operator. So you have an operator to operate your operators. That's what we do now. And I'm like, I don't have that yet. Yeah. Right. So. I love hearing from people that are like, go do more, stop playing safe. And they give you that permission. Yeah, right? It's like, what does Kanye West say? He says, I, I don't take advice from people less successful than me, mm. but that's what I did when I was tw- in my twenties and my yeah. teens, I was listening to listening to people that did not have the life I wanted. Yeah. Listening to your
1: parents. Cause they were older yeah. than me.
3: Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm listening to that and dude, you know, when you were in high school or like even when you're playing baseball or you were in college or whatever. Probably high school. Let's go back to high school. Your parents gave you a curfew, I imagine? hmm Okay. You ever show up late after your curfew? Mm-hmm. Why? What was your excuse? Just hanging out with my buddies or you whatever. You lost track of time. Right. How many times did you say that? I'm so sorry, I just lost track of time. Yeah. Okay. You and I have created a world that is very similar to our high school years. We're hanging out with people we love, we're collaborating, and we're just losing track of time. Mm. I don't feel like I'm working. Sometimes I just forget what time it is all the time. <laughs> I'm just going and going and going. Like what I, People are like, you work so hard. I'm like, do I really? Yeah. Or do I just play all day? I really just play all day. And I get to take my wife and my kids 80% of the places I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife got to be on the TV show with me and with my kids so much more than the average human being. But the cool thing is
1: I get to hang out with cool people and create cool things all day long. Am I really working? Right. That's how I feel. Are you, you're not working? No, we've been talking for almost two hours. It's not work. No, but, but this even, is my job. Right. But even like you're negotiating these pharmacy things, yeah. you're, you're so,
0: you're like giddy like a child. Yeah. I'm like, tell me about that. Yeah. That's what? how it goes. Wait, you guys are putting shots in your butt. Okay. L- let me uh, like where though, <laughs> but where, <How? laughs> Show who's, me. who's pinching your butt cheek? Yeah. But you're taking notes, and then you're taking those notes and immediately negotiating in another phone call based on the notes you took from Neil Patel. yep.
1: It's literally what happened. And you
0: see how fast, so th- what's crazy is the equation you were living back with flipping couches took months and months and months to create a fruit that yeah. you could survive on. Yep. And now you've compounded these skills so r- so rapidly that now you can get on a phone call, take
1: notes, and immediately deploy the notes on the very next phone call. Yeah. That's addicting. Yeah. Do you find more joy in acquiring businesses or starting new things? Oh, who
0: am I doing it with? That's the question. For me, it all, has always been about who am I doing it with? I love, oh, here's what I, I'm. I'm really good at. I've created, like in the creative finance space, I'm such a visionary, much like you that I have created three strategies that did not exist in creative finance before I came on the scene. Like I full on like the Morby method, mm-hmm. right? The hybrid type of deals, um, the way innovations are done. I'm the, I'm the like current pioneer of the way were started being done seven years ago. That was all my brainchild. Mm. Then, yeah, the gator strategy, which yeah. is like a new thing I came up with 18 months ago. Nobody had ever done anything like it. Now there's people sitting in here listening to us that probably made a, a total of 30 grand this week on a strategy I created. And then I created a structure and an ecosystem around it within three yeah. months. Right. And now what I love is I love build, back building and, and creating so much value and then creating a community around it. Yeah. That is the thing I get obsessed with mm. because what what am I really doing? Same thing you're doing with your events. I'm bringing, I'm putting a space together. Mm -hmm. I'm holding court for people. I'm letting them come into a space that I created so that they can make money. And me watching people become successful is like, oh my gosh, this sounds weird. Hopefully nobody's listening to this. But as somebody who's a God-fearing person, God, Heavenly Father, whoever you want to call him, he's a creator, right? Mm -hmm. And if he created us after his own image, are we not also creators? Mm -hmm. Are Are we not here meant to be a creator to some degree? So when you watch that and you're like, oh my gosh, I have this amazing superpower that was given to me from my heavenly father, and I'm actually exercising it. Mm. I didn't just come on this earth and just read books and learn things. I actually took those and deployed them and changed other people's lives with it.
3: Right, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: I how could I not work eight hours a day, eight, eight days a week? Right, because I'm addicted to that feeling of like, wow, I can actually do things. Yeah, and I'm watching you do it too, which is cool. Mm. Like. Good friends are the people that I watch from a distance. Like you don't, you you and I don't hang out every day. Yep, I don't even have to talk to you every month or even every three or four months. But because you and I vibrate so similarly Mm -hmm. in the creative creative space, I'm so bonded to you in that regard that I can watch you and this is the weird. This is also a weird thing. I can feel you even when I'm not watching on social media. I'm not listening to anything you're doing. I can feel you creating 800 miles away from me. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. So it gives me chills to think about, but like a really good friend is somebody that is creating in their own space and you're creating in your own space and you come together and collaborate and overlap on some things every once in a while. Mm -hmm. When you separate, you know each other and you can feel each other. You can feel the ripple effect of like, dude, his energy is so powerful in Vegas.
1: I can feel it all the way down in Phoenix. Mm. It's freaking cool. What I love, what you just said was the innovation of bringing new things that didn't exist yeah and that's what excites me more than it. so it's like you know to go back to we talked about like buying a laundromat i'm mm-hmm. like that doesn't interest me yeah you're like that's been done yeah i'm like and it's it's boring right yeah and when you say hey dude we created this whole new way to do deals that didn't exist before mm-hmm. we created this new way to make money with you know earnest money deposits and all the stuff like nobody was doing it right. i'm like that is so smart like Finding a way to do something different that's never been done is amazing. And but like when you hang out with people that are not doing that,
3: it, yeah,
0: it drains you, oh, yeah, you right. so like i I look at other people that I used to collaborate with five years ago, and I'm like, they're not creating new things, yeah. And if I get around them, guess what happens? Yeah. I, that rubs off on me, but through osmosis. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with hanging out with you or Dan or other people. Yeah. And I'm like, you're creating cool things. And I just get that energy and it amplifies that creator, that creator gene inside of me. It it like ignites it to another level.
1: Yeah. And like that actually dawned on me the other day when I was just, I was reflecting on the couch flipping thing Mm -hmm. and I was like, I created that. Like I wasn't the first person to ever flip a couch, but like, I brought it to the scene. Right. Nobody, nobody,
0: nobody, nobody, even people. Now
1: I saw a guy talking about this
0: on his YouTube channel, like popped up on my feed and a guy was like, Hey, I'm just doing what Ryan Pineda perfected.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even perfect it. I just brought it to light. Right. Right. And I was like, wow, dude, how many people have flipped couches to change their family's life? Lots. A lot. And I was like, It was literally something I just created out of thin air because I saw an opportunity. Nobody was doing it. And then one day on YouTube, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I used to do this thing. There was no like expectation. I was like, and then it blew up
0: and it blew up. I was like, wow. Yeah. There's a kid in Phoenix um, that was watching your YouTube videos when you first started posting these a couple of years ago, and he built a full on couch flipping business makes like 30 grand a month. Yep, Talks about you in all his YouTube videos. And then he went and bought an airplane cash with all the money. It was like, oh my god, It was like a $300,000 airplane. It wasn't like a million. I don't care. You, <laughs> you bought it, a plane from flipping couches. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so it's when crazy. you when you see something where you go, I don't even have a plane. Hold on, hold on. Right. I need to. I'll connect you with him. You guys I know, should do a YouTube video. But,
1: but this guy has a plane. I don't. Well, it's like a little, you know, it's like a crop duster. <laughs> I don't, type of
0: thing. I don't but care. But it's sick. Yeah. It has a prop and it yeah. flies. But that came from, that's the crazy thing. You are the domino. Yeah. That was required to click over. Yep. That ultimately led down a path, and he was one of the dominoes in that path. And like, if you did not create that, yeah, this dude wouldn't be so. Who? Where would he be? Probably tending bar.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And like, that was the whole other thing too. Like, I've thought about it a lot. and I'm like, what else have like I've I've somewhat pioneered? And I was like, well, back to 2019, none of our real estate friends were really taking social media right. serious to yeah, the yeah. You crushed it. And I was like, you know what? This stuff's all important. This right. TikTok thing, this YouTube thing, let me like really go all in at this. And I remember when I started doing it, people were like, why aren't you just going and getting deals? And I'm like, because I think this thing is like way bigger than everyone thinks. Yeah. Um, Plus the deals are not the deals. The skills are the
0: deals. And you, you mastered the skill of social media and marketing. Yeah. And like media is only going to explode. Yeah. 10, 10 X in the next five years. Easily. And You see how many people are leaving all, like look at A&E, for example. Why would I not want to take a TV show with A&E?
1: You can just make YouTube
0: videos. 17% of cable viewers are leaving this year. Wow. And, go, and where are they going? YouTube. Wow. They're not even going to other streaming devices. Like even Netflix users are like, wait, I can, for 19 bucks a month, I can watch anything I want. On, like YouTube's free, <laughs> but if I want no ads, it's 19
1: bucks a month. Like yeah. why wouldn't I just watch YouTube? Yeah. It's going kind to of 5X, 10X in the next well, couple of years. Well, and the thing is with YouTube is, you can create like there's new content daily. Yeah. Netflix is like, it takes a year to produce something at, Mm. at a minimum, you know, it's like, Oh, I got to catch the new season and it's going to be in a year. And for us, it's like, no, I can just go watch pace or Ryan like every day. Right. This is crazy.
0: Yeah. And I, like I got, you know, you and I get introduced or not introduced, but we get uh, noticed just about everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. And I'm on, I'm in the airport this morning flying here. And I had a guy come up to me. He goes, pace. I own a window, a door company. I'm such a big fan of yours. Um, anytime you want free windows for your next fix and flip, let me know and I'll hook you up. I'm like, bro, first off, I pay for all the things, but I thank you. I appreciate that. But that feeling that's created. Yeah. It. Goes into other people's brains that are business professionals. That go, dude, I want to do business with Ryan Pineda. Mm-hmm. I want to do. I want to hang out with that guy. Like you're, yeah. you're exposing and you're being very transparent of who you are. Yeah. So people go, oh, I like him, I trust him, and you get way more opportunities. Forget about real estate. Forget about just business in general. Yeah. You get higher level friends. You get higher level everything. Yeah. From being out there and doing that. But yes, you you did that in our social circle. You were the guy that was like. I'm going to go do
1: this Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to just do it. I'm going to be the best at it. Yeah. You know? Well, and you know, those are just a couple of things, but like, even when I was telling you about this development I want to do in Montana, I'm like, nobody's ever done this. It doesn't exist. Right. And you know, for, for those wondering it's, I want to build a golf course and Mm -hmm. you know, real estate development, you know, luxury development. I want like, by the way, this is a, a call out for a deal. So this is what I'm looking for guys. I want 400 acres in mm-hmm. somewhere beautiful, scenic, like maybe in a mountain, a lake. Glacier Valley. Yep.
0: Okay. Kalispell, Lakeside. That it doesn't area. have to be in Montana. Bro, but, but it's magical I know. there. It is the, it is the la- this valley that you've got a, a deal that yeah. you're looking at. It, I call it, I've been talk- talking about this for four years. Okay. It's the last frontier of the United States. Mm.
1: This valley. Well, hold on. I have to lock up this deal before we air this episode. Okay. Because then everybody's going to. They won't know about it. They won't know. But. Montana's great. Idaho, you know, yeah, Colorado, any of these West Coast. I want it to be close to me, but I want to take 400 acres, 300. I'm gonna carve out for this real estate golf course development. And it'll be sick because it'll come from a real estate and a golf guy mm-hmm. who knows what both want. Then I'm gonna take a hundred acres and dedicate it all to my nonprofit. And so we're going to have um, this Christian retreat center where marriages will be restored. Kids camp, you know, amphitheater you know, soccer fields and all this dope stuff. And it's just going to be the craziest experience ever. And then I'm going to take a portion of that hundred acres and put commercial there. And the commercial is going to be owned by the nonprofit so that it can self-sustain. Love it. It's going to get all the revenue from those businesses. The, where, where your parcel is, the one you showed me is
0: a phenomenal area. I've got friends that own in there. Okay. And I own, I own like maybe $10 million in that valley. Here's what happens when people come to that valley. Okay. They don't want to leave. Mm. They literally like people come into that valley and they go, Oh, I was i am I w I'm, a- I'm flying to Montana. They fly into that valley and they go, I'm extending my trip two days. <laughs> it is so magical. Yeah. It is so freaking cool. It's one of these last areas of the whole entire country where the average homeowner has 10 plus acres, massive ranches everywhere. Ranches, 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 a massive Valley. Yeah. And you're down in the South side of it, right by the coolest Lake in the Western United States. It's big from the pictures. It's massive. It's what—that's the largest lake in the western United States. That and here's what's great. Is it
1: bigger than Tahoe?
0: It's massive. Yeah, like surface area. Okay. Tahoe Tahoe's deeper. Got it. But surface area, uh, Flathead Lake is like fifty times bigger. It's wow. Huge. Wow. So you have—it's all glacier-fed, cleanest water you'll ever have, and it's warm during the winter time. You cruise around. It's every every animal you could even imagine. And it's never going to be overdeveloped and overbuilt because all these ranchers are like, no, we all want to own a hundred acres. Yeah. So it's just this magical place. You drive around, you're like,
1: dude, this is the last frontier of the United States. And the reason I really like that deal, um, and hopefully it goes through, right? We're trying to sell our finance, right? It'll go through. Uh, It's going to go through. Yeah. Um, Is that, you know, we'll build a different product, right? Because if you want a 10 acre ranch, you're you're not going to buy in a golf course. No. Right? So- it's like these are gonna be luxury half acre homes, like yeah, experience. Yeah. Five minutes from the lake. Yep. Maybe not even that. You just cruise
0: down to little the little town. I can't say the name of the town because people look it up, but yeah. You that deal is so great. And here's here's what's great about it is that not only are you creating it, awesome. People hear a golf course and they like half the audience checks out. Like yeah. golf. Well, oh, stupid golf. Dude, think about what you're gonna learn through all this. Oh, man, you're going to learn so much and you're going to meet so many cool people through this process that you're going to do something bigger in five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is, something unrelated. And somebody will go, how do you know all this? Yeah. And you go, well, because there's this golf course I did one time and I got this one relationship that
1: then did this. And then I got this one thing that would turn into this. But I, I think the key is, as both creative people, you've built your brand around creative. Yeah. You know, it's like. You have to constantly be thinking and innovating and looking at the world and saying, man, you know, what can I do? Yeah. And it's like, you look at that piece of land. Nobody to this point has looked at that piece of land and thought about it in the way that I just said. Right. And it's like, that's crazy. There's and-
0: no golf course anywhere near there, by the way. I know. The closest golf course is probably like 30, 40 miles away. And everybody complains that that golf course is so far
1: away. Yeah, your golf course will be way more central, and it'll be way nicer. Yeah, it's. I don't even know how nice that one is. It's nice, but this will be, yeah, like top tier. Pineda Hills. What are we calling it? I don't know, dude. We'll, we'll call it Pineda Morbi Estates. Yeah, there you go. Well, actually, we'll if name you want like inv- one of the like sub, not subdivisions, but you know, like the gate within the gate. Yes, this will be like Morbi Estates. Yes. And they'll be It'll like, be one house. And by the way, be the only way to sell your house in there, creative. You can't. You can't get a mortgage. Hey, do you have to trade notes and <laughs> yeah. deeds of trust in there. No, there, there, we don't have any banks in here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> your, your money's no good. Uh, yes. You have to carry. I love that. Or you know, the original person buying gets to get a, a loan, yes. and then everyone else thereafter can either assume it take it sub to it most of the people mm. are going to be buying in here are going to be buying cash <laughs> they are so we can sell our finance a lot there you go no but think about this right I was just thinking about the numbers of a development like this right and it's like okay the land you know I'm not gonna say what the land is but it's 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 not it's under 10 million dollars right for 400 acres in one of the most beautiful places on the earth yep and that's very common for like just Rural big plots right. of land that have nothing around it. Now, obviously, to develop infrastructure, all this is going to cost a lot of money. But let's just say, which would be even cheap for this area. Let's say you you built 300 lots mm-hmm. uh, in this community, and they were 500k a lot on average. 150 million dollars. It's 150 million dollars just for the lot, for the lots. And then you could develop
0: as well. You can partner with a contractor and have them come in and do all the builds. Yep. And have, and require
1: everybody that buys to, to use one of two or three contractors and you make 30% upside. Well, but what was crazy to me just thinking about this whole concept was like, okay, number one, it's for purpose. Right. And so like, you're going to make enough money, which once again, it goes back to, you need money and resources to do other things. And I need skills to make all this reality. Then I need relationships to sell these lots. So you need all the things to make this happen. Right. Right. And it's taken me 13 years to even think that this was possible. Yeah. And to have all those things to be able to actually do it. Now, have I ever developed anything like this? No. Has anyone else? No. Perfect. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) we're going to figure it out, right? Perfect. But um, the point with it is that I'm just, like, think it's crazy. And this is the the, cool If you guys ever want to get
0: Ryan excited about something to, like, jump on a deal with you, just go, Ryan nobody's done anything like this before.
1: I'll be like, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Nope. You said it can't be done. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. So, but think about this, right? The land is less than $10 million. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'll, I'll get it with no money out of my pocket. Yeah. Right? We'll structure it in a cool way. As people buy little lots, you'll pay the seller. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I'll get the seller to carry too. And, and we'll all share in, right? But it's like, this is less than a $10 million piece of land, but I'm creating $150 million mm-hmm. of value in just lots, not even counting the Christian thing, or the, the 100 acres, or the golf or course, the cl- or the membership. Or the clubhouse, or the tennis courts, Yeah, or like, the, you're, you're creating hundreds of millions of dollars in value, yep. like, in just what's going to happen there. Yep. Then you're creating all this property tax value for the city. You're creating all this life change in the retreat center,
0: you're creating some commercial
1: space. For, so that city
0: right there there by the lake. Yep. They that, need it. They need it. Yep. I drive through there five, 10 times every summer. They need it. They don't have any like franchises or restaurant. Mm. It's, it's very contained in a little valley. Yep. And the only way to build is up the mountain. Yep. Which is where your lot is. Yep. And for you to add some commercial on the front end of your deal. Yeah. You're going to add value to that whole community.
1: Yeah. So you think about this and you're like, dude, like we're legit creating over a billion dollars of value, mm-hmm. like on something that's 10 million. as That of you're going to pr- potentially put no money down on. Yeah. But like, it's the idea. The yeah. idea is a billion dollar plus right. value idea, you know? And you just start thinking about that and you're like, wow, that's the power of what's in your mind. Yeah. Because the real estate as of today is worth less than $10 million. Right. That's what it's worth. But the idea is worth a billion. Is worth a
0: billion. It. What's cool is the land is just a bunch of dirt and trees. Yep. Until Ryan Pineda is standing on it, and now it's a billion dollar piece of land. Exactly. That's what's cool about this. And when people are like, "Why do you work so hard?" It's like because when you understand what you have the ability to create, why would I stop? Mm-hmm. Like what what am I what am I stopping for? And by the way, if I make enough, I have enough money. I'm sure you have enough money as well. I don't. You have. You and I haven't had this conversation. But I'm sure, you know, you sell your assets, you do whatever, you have enough money you could put in the bank, you go, I'm done for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I can live, I can survive, I can do really well, probably. Yeah. What does that teach your kids?
1: Laziness, Laziness. Complacency.
0: It teaches you that you're, it teaches your kids that there's an end to the journey. Yeah. That you, you here's what you're doing. You're going to go and accumulate skills. Yeah. Resources and relationships. And when you get enough of them, you quit.
3: Yeah.
1: And once again, it shows that what you're doing isn't really purposeful. Mm. You're just, you know, only financially motivated. You're checking a box. Yeah. Which is dumb. Well, and here's the thing too. So to go back to the Christian thing, um, you know, we started something called Wealthy Kingdom. We're in the process of becoming a nonprofit. And so it's like, I'm building that whole arm with like big dreams. And we, we just launched uh, about last month, um, fully uh, 40 Bible studies nationwide. And we have 60, that are being trained right now. So we'll have a hundred nationwide. Nice. And I'm like, this has only been a couple of months. Where's this going? And why has nobody done this before? Right? Because it required Ryan Pineda to be born. (laughs) I don't, it didn't, but nobody's done it. Nobody thought about it. Nobody had the resources, the influence, the relationships. Or they were afraid of the work that's involved. Yeah. Or the judgment or whatever else. right? Right. And so, you know, I think about that And I'm just like, man, you can create so much with what you're talking about, skills, resources, relationships, and you just have to take the chance to do it. People are just too scared to try things. Is that golf course development going to succeed? I mean, I'm very confident, but might not.
0: What if it doesn't? What what did you still get out of it? You still got skills. Yep. You still got resources. Yep. And you you actually still got relationships. Yeah. How many businesses
1: have you had that didn't work out? At least a dozen. And does that prevent you from starting another business? No, it amplifies my success for the next one.
3: Yeah.
0: Because I know all the things. I mean, it creates some trauma. Like I've got some trauma- yeah. One thing I'm afraid of, my third biggest fear, besides sticking needles in my butt, and and <laughs> I and conquered
1: that fear. I have mindset. Done that.
0: I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yep. Um. And wearing shoes in a, in a pool in a lake. I got that. Be, I can't help you. With. It's that, so weird, bro. Yeah, that it's one. Weird. I but get the needles. My biggest, my third biggest fear. This is a true fear. Is I'm afraid of hiring people outside of the state of Arizona.
3: Huh. Because we we
0: went away from virtual about a year and a half ago. We went all in house. Got it. And so we were, we were during COVID time, we were hiring people outside of Arizona because they could do things virtually. And we're like, no, we love the in, in office culture, much like what you have here. Yep. There's an energy here. Yep. And you could like, instead of waiting for an answer on Slack for four hours, I just, one of my employees turns around and gets the answer. Yep. Right. So when you go and you want to go and hire good talent, you have to sometimes find people outside of the state. Mm Mm-hmm. And. 15 years ago, I had a guy that we hired from Chicago to a a manufacturing company that I owned, and we found out after we hired him and paid his expenses to move and a signing bonus and all this kind of stuff, we found out the guy who, this is what his job is, running a manufacturing floor with 250 welders, we found out that he's partially blind.
1: (laughs) He's the production manager. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay bad thing Can you on my fire side people for
0: disabilities we fired him uh-huh. because he lied to us yeah and he then sued us for discrimination yep. against people disabilities. with disabilities so yep. it was a two-year lawsuit and i was like i will never do this again and da, da, da,
1: da. so you know it it's, scarred you from yes yeah one bad experience
0: but you know what i'm aware of that and i also i learned a lot from it good and i learned a lot of bad from it yeah um but guess what i moved on yeah the biggest fear i have in my life is asking the question of how do i get started Mm. right think how do most people live their life they're like how do i how many times you get dm'd on a daily basis hey how do i get started i'm stuck how do i get started i'm like if nothing else good in my life happens besides the fact that i no longer have to ask the question of how do i get started i have made it in life
3: (laughs) Uh,
1: dude i i have a whole list of questions that irritate me and that's one of them that's for sure one of them how
0: do i get started yeah and i'm like do you not watch anything like yeah, when was the last time you watched a YouTube video that said how to Ryan Pineda how to get started? Yeah, like did you, I do, did I you this,
1: Google search anything? Like? Bro,
0: I had a lady. This, I'm I, I'm sorry if you're watching. I feel so bad. That I'm gonna say this to you. <laughs> so she DMs me and she goes, "Hey Pace, I'm I'm really struggling to get started." and I go, "No problem." I d I answer a lot of my DMs myself. Probably eighty percent of them I answer myself, and uh, it's one of those things I left with me because I actually like doing it. And she, I go, d- "Have you gone over to my YouTube channel?" She goes, "No." I go, "Okay." go to YouTube or I go type this on, type this on YouTube, how to get started pace Morby. Yeah. So she wrote on, she, right, she doesn't go over to YouTube. She <laughs> types it in my DMS and she says on YouTube, how to get started pace Morby. <laughs> <laughs> because I said, type this on YouTube. She she, all she wrote was it. type this. And then she took the rest and she copied and pasted in my DMS. I'm like, I have, I'm losing hope for humanity.
1: <laughs> I just don't know what to say. I
0: don't know what to say. But I also, here's the other side to that. When people tell me they're having a hard time building a business or being successful, I'm like, guys, do you know who you're playing against? <laughs> they're really talented. You're like these, pe- the, 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 the people that you're, 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 you want to be in the 90, you want to be in the, let's say five percentile. Yeah. Is really easy. Yeah. That's the, the five percentile is pick up your phone. Yeah. The fourth percentile is pick up your phone on Saturdays and Sundays for a couple of years. The third percentile is hire a team. The second percentile is become an amazing leader. Mm-hmm. And the, and the one percentile is just con- cont- continue to compound those first four. Yeah. What most people don't do is they just don't pick up the phone. They just consume. They don't even, yeah. They just consume and consume and consume. And they ask the question of how do I get started for like three years in a row? Yeah. How do I know this? Because I did it myself for seven years. Mm. I had a lady that finally was like, you are so dumb. Stop reading the book. Stop doing the thing. Yeah. Go to the meetups. Yeah. And it was meetups that changed my life. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so addicted to meetups. Because I know it's like what you're hosting in your event. I yeah. know how those events can change people's lives. And they do. Yeah the, the energy they take home becomes this infection they have in them that they're like, I can't satisfy this until I go to another event. Yeah. Events are very calming and soothing for people, for entrepreneurs. You're like, I'm around my people.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, fellowship uh, in church has been a thing for a long time. Right. And fellowship. That's such a religious word. I love it. Fellowship. Right. Yeah. You got to have fellowship with other people who are like you. Right. 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 It's why Christians get together with other Christians. Right. And then you can niche down even further men, mm-hmm. you know, whatever business people like that's why we're niching business down. men, Christian
0: businessmen is like a niche within a niche. Yep. And then you guys do Bible study and it's like, oh, wait, hold on. I'm lear- I'm I'm killing three birds with one stone right now. I'm hanging out with other dudes. yep, That are also business minded and making money. Yeah. And I get to, you know, serve my religion and and learn about the Lord and, yep. you know, the gospel and all that kind of stuff. Most people are like, how do I get started? <laughs> how do I get? <laughs> yeah. It's... I feel bad. I feel bad. But guys, just type in how to get started on Ryan Pineda's YouTube or
1: my yep. YouTube. How to give you... pace Morby? B, how to Ryan Pineda. You're going to see a lot of yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, that's for sure one of my least favorite questions. My other least favorite question, I've said it before, but it's when young guys ask me, they're like, Ryan, what would you tell? 20 oh. year old Ryan. Wow. Again. And I'm like, well, 20 year old Ryan was getting ready to get drafted mm. to play baseball. Are you? Yeah. No? Oh, so like, interesting. Why, why would what I say to myself? You're matter? saying
0: everybody's path is so different. Yeah. Whatever advice I would have given myself would have actually deviated you, would have deviated you on your path. It's not the right advice for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell people all, all the time, I go, People go, hey, do you have five minutes? I go, it would take me seven minutes to get to know you well enough to give you the appropriate answer.
1: And that's literally what I told them. Anytime anyone asks me that, I go, first off, I hate that question. Never ask it again. Yeah. Second off, if you have a question, give me context to your question. Who are you? What are you doing? And ask a question that's relevant to you. Yeah. You know? And I'm 32, I'm a contractor.
0: I've been doing it for seven years. Don't give me a story about your sister. Nope. And like the, her favorite. I don't need to hear about your first deal. And the, your Starbucks order. I don't need to know yeah. about your Starbucks yeah. order. But people will go on and on and on. And I look at them DM it, I'm like, guys, I, who has time to read this? Yeah. Hey, my name is so-and-so. Da, 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 I'm stuck on this. Any advice on this specific thing? Exactly. 80% of the time, I'm going to give you a YouTube video that we've already made. In yeah. fact, most of the YouTube videos I make, I kind of took a different approach than you. Maybe. Maybe yeah. you did this in the beginning. My approach for YouTube has never been like, I want to be the biggest. My approach on YouTube in the very beginning was, how do I make every single question that's ever going to be asked to me, Mm -hmm. I can copy and
1: paste a YouTube video that answers it? So I wrote my first book for that very reason. Okay. So everybody was like, Brian, dude, you're, you're flipping houses. How do you do it? Can I have coffee? And back then I didn't know YouTube or anything. Right. So I was like. What's the name of the book? Flip Your Future. Mm. So I wrote it back at the name of the book should be here you go. <laughs> the, na- the Here you go by Ryan. Pineda. Yeah, there was no coaching. There was no YouTubes. I was like, guys, buy the book. Yeah, it's 100 pages. I wrote it myself in a month. I was just like, wow, so fed up. And answering- that's better. That's better.
0: The problem is people don't want, want that. They want to be spoon fed. Yeah. And so they don't want to read a book. They don't want to, you know, listen to a two hour and 10 minute podcast, mm-hmm. right?
1: Well, I actually do think they want to listen to a two hour podcast. I do. That's what. I, that's all no, I listen to. I I, think I, they, I won't
0: waste my time on a 30 minute podcast
1: anymore. Yeah, I think they want to listen because what we're saying is entertainment. Mm. And even though there's like so many nuggets you can take away, I think Dude. that people get this thing. They have this misconception of, oh, well, I just listened to Ryan and Pace. Like that was a good use of two hours. And I'm like, But did you do anything with it? If not, then it was Netflix. It was no different than Netflix. Let
0: me give you guys some homework. Everybody that's watching, okay? This is my favorite homework to give to people. Okay, because everything comes down to, again, skills, resources, relationships, right? Everything. Everything in your life. You have this mixture. You have this amazing pot of these amazing things. And you can connect things and connect people and ideas and resources. And you you can create a business tomorrow. Yeah like literally in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we're doing this. And in 15 minutes, there's an LLC structure. There's a partner <laughs> yeah. attached and there's five employees attached. Right. Yep. So, okay, great. If everything comes down to that, then start with your phone, go into your phone and go into your contacts and your contacts. You should go to every single contact in your phone. For me, that was really hard. Cause I have like 17,000 contacts. <laughs> okay. But for other people that are starting out, they might have three or 400. Yeah. Go through them. And if the person that you're looking at, let's say Aaron Adams at the very top, AA, put an emoji next to his name that is a negative emoji, the emoji that is negative, if he is neutral or negative in your life financially. Mm. Okay? They're neutral or they're negative. They should have a negative sign next to their name. You won't just delete them? No, I won't just delete them. Okay. Just put a negative emoji next to them. Okay. Then go through your phone, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, and add a negative on the neutral or negative financial people. Add a positive emoji next to the people that are positive in your life financially. What's funny is that when people take the, to do this homework, they literally have like two or three people in their phone out of 400, 500 yeah. contacts that they actually have that are useful. Yeah, And I'm like, okay, so great. Who are you hanging out with the most? Let's put them in your favorites. And they go and put the 10 people in their favorites. All of them are negative. Right. I'm like, guys, that is literally the secret to life. Yeah. If I tell you who the people I'm talking to, I'm texting, I'm whatever, every one of them is a positive. Yeah. And if somebody's a neutral or a negative and they call me, I don't have any disdain towards them. I just won't answer their phone call. I just say, (laughs) I could be doing anything. And I go, I'm so sorry. I'm on the other line. Anything I can help you with. Yeah you're you've provided no value to me. I've maybe tried to, there's people in my life I've tried to bring value to for a long period of time. Yeah. And they just don't want to open up the doors of collaboration. And then two years later, I now have way more resources and skills and relationship. And now they're asking me for something. Mm. And those are the people are also neutral and negative in my mind. Mm. Like if you weren't open to collaboration when I had nothing and I was trying and being whatever, and I was bringing value to you, then don't, don't come to me when I now have something,
3: you know?
0: I want to be abundant, but
1: also you just got to protect your, your space. But one thing I'll add about you, having known you before, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff, right? You, your mentality was never different, no, right? Like you were always like, yo, I want to give value. However, I can help people. I'm in. Let's right? do meetups. Let's travel around the country. Yeah. I want to do deals with you. I want yeah. to do everything. There yeah. was no YouTube. There was nothing. No TV. No. Um. You might've only been, I don't know where you were at like in 2018, 2019, but- I was doing okay. deal. I owned a home investor franchise. Okay.
0: And I was doing uh, 10 wholesale deals roughly a month and then like three or four creative deals a month at the time. And yeah. um, I was also simultaneously running a construction company. Where, Got it. Where, I was doing open door and offer pads uh, construction. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So by the time we had met in 2019, um, or not met, but I don't remember the like exact time Like started hanging out. But like, yeah, we,
0: we held the We had met and in stuff. masterminds and stuff prior to that, but like when we started holding events and hanging out with each other, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... I just know literally you've, you've evolved and changed, but uh, your mindset has been the same. Same. And, you know, I think Hormozy talks about this a lot where it's just like, dude, you just do the same thing for five years straight, 10 years straight. You look up and that's, that's the success. Yeah. And everybody's like, how did you do it? Yeah. And I, I look at it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you, you don't get noticed for it. Yeah. For a long time. And then it starts to. Yeah. People are like, where'd you come from? I'm like, I've
0: been here, bro. (laughs) I've been here. You just didn't see me. Yeah. I was doing the exact same thing. And, you know, a lot of these meetups, people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, I've been doing them. In fact. This is not new. You've been doing it for the last five years. I just didn't. I didn't have perfect structure to it. What I was doing is I was I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And so it's like the development for you in Montana. You're like, I know I want to do this. And I'm going to purposely go and make mistakes as fast as I possibly can mm-hmm. so I can get through those hurdles to get the, to the success. Yeah. And so I was going through probably three years prior to like really hanging out with you. So like 2006, uh, 2015, 16, 17, 18, like right in there, I was traveling around the country with Jamil Yeah. For, and doing free meetups Yep. and people were like, who are these guys?
1: Yeah. Just still people didn't even know Jamil.
0: No. And yeah. pe- it was like, people would ask the question of who are these guys for three years. And then all of a sudden- They were like, you don't know these
1: guys? (laughs) It was like overnight. Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't changed. I just did the work for three years. Yeah. Well, and that's what it becomes of like, you do it three years straight. You make videos three years straight. You do meetups three years straight. You're on, you know, I I said it before, like you're on Zoom calls 20 plus hours a week. Like you do that for three years straight. The results bear themselves. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy what it, what it magnifies to. And, um,
1: but people aren't willing to do the work.
0: They're not, and I think you know. Again, you and I are lucky to find our vein and what we were meant to be doing, and so it doesn't feel like work to me. Even when it was, I was in the grind phase. Yeah, bro, I had a smile on my face every day.
3: Yeah, like,
0: I I love flipping couches. I had no problem doing it. Right, but other people go, "Oh man, I got to do that to
1: go make money." It's like, no, well, dude, you I, get I think, to. Well, I think too, because like I was playing minor league baseball for seven thousand dollars a year, so to do that's that. how much my um, cell phone payment is bro <laughs> like how, how it's so crazy when i hear that yeah not just i've heard you say this on other podcasts i'm like seven grand a year yeah but it goes back to when you truly love doing something mm-hmm. the money's not important and you know the thing with baseball was very much like what you were doing with meetups and social media and everything i've done too is like i knew if i stayed with it there was a potential right. reward at the end i'll get to the big leagues there's big money there. There's fame. There's all these cool things.
0: Like the pharmacy thing. Yeah. Okay. Where did that, where did the relationship for the ph- pharmacy, where did it come from? Like how, that guy, where did he come from? Social media. Perfect. So it's like all this stuff that you did compounded to a moment where somebody came in, right? Yep. And you get this from events. Yep. You get this from doing meetups. You get this from running a team or employees. Like even employees will introduce people to you because they're like, oh, hey, friend in yeah. my world, you should meet my boss Ryan Pineda. Yeah. So it's like all these things you've done created opportunities that you did not create intentionally.
1: Yeah. But the the thing I want to tell for everyone listening, if you're still here by the way, two hours and sixteen minutes, because we probably cut some stuff in, you know, first off, like that takes dedication, mm-hmm. number one. So leave in the comments if you're here till till this this part. But there's second, like three truck drivers that are still yeah hauling hauling long yeah so shout yeah. out to you shout out to you bro actually you know what if you're still on this podcast right now um, comment and I'm gonna pick five people to give tickets to WealthCon oh sick so say hey I'm still here give me them tickets yes comment that so I'm gonna get five tickets away to WealthCon um so I also say peptides say peptides uh, and uh, test. Give me your best joke. If you want, you know, we'll pick five people who've got yeah, great jokes. If you've got a good testosterone joke, please drop it in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing I want to make clear is I played minor league baseball for eight years. Okay. I did that for eight years and I had to figure out how to be resourceful to live off of that and make money on the side. That's why I became an entrepreneur. That's why I flipped couches. That's why I became a realtor. They were all an e- a means to an end to try and do my thing. I was really passionate about baseball. Now, there was no guarantee I was ever going to make it. I just knew that yes, if I if I got good enough, this was the path, and we are going to make it. It didn't work out. I didn't make it. I spent eight years. Actually, I spent my entire life. That's just eight years professionally mm. pursuing something that did not lead to what I had hoped for. With others, would you? work for seven years or eight years at $7,000 a year to pursue a dream that may or may not work out? That's the question. 99% of people are like, no, I would never do that. You would never do
0: that. They want to start out by being the
1: boss. That and number one, they just, they're not that passionate about whatever it is they're pursuing. Right. Right. Because they're doing a job that they hate. They're doing something that's just to try and make money. I loved Playing baseball. And I also was very aware of time constraint. Baseball taught me that. You talked about it like, what would the guy at the end of his life trade? He would trade it all right. for time. I knew baseball had a limited time. You age out. Yeah. And so it was like, it's now or never. I have to give it all I've got because there, once I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. And you don't want to look back and go, I didn't give it all my got. My exactly. God. Yeah. I'd never wanted to live with regret of not trying. So that's my biggest fear is like not trying enough. And yeah,
0: that's an, that's an interesting thing. I had a girl I dated at one point um, where I knew she was a, a Swedish foreign exchange student at ASU. Uh-huh. And I knew that the relationship was only going to last six months. <laughs> what a different mentality going into that relationship of like, I'm going to give it all I have because I know it's going to end. Yep. And so same thing with you and the baseball thing. It's like, I'm going to give this everything I have because I already know. That there will be an end to this. Yep. And I don't want to look back and go, dude, I knew there was going
1: to be an end to this. And I, did, I didn't even try. Well, and the thing with that too is, so there, there's lots of pieces in play here that hopefully it, it gives somebody a breakthrough, is that I knew there was an end to it. And when people are like, oh, I'll get into real estate or I'll do it later. No, there's an end to your life. Your life is very finite. Okay. The amount of time that you're dead for is far longer than what you're alive for. Yeah. So now you start getting into the eternity aspect. And that's why I'm so big on faith. Right. Because I'm like, guys, this life thing is like really short. Yeah. It's like on the, on the timeline of your actual life, your mortal life is a drop. It's a drop. And so it's like the number one question to answer is not what should I be doing with my job every day? It's what happens after. Right. That's a whole different topic. But if you take that approach to everything you do and live with a sense of urgency, Mm -hmm. You start to act differently because you understand my time is super limited. And you also understand, like, if, if you're Christian, nowhere in the Bible does it say to retire. It's not a thing. They all were doing something until the day they died. You know, whether that was evangelizing, whether that was working in the fields, whether that was passing down wisdom yeah. to, you know, they're unable to work anymore. But they're like, at no point is like, yeah, just vacation, chill, be merry. Yeah, you know, live out your days. It doesn't exist, and so you will never hear me say, "Guys, this is the goal: retirement." Yeah, because it's just not true, right? And you get bored, and it's it's a waste of talent. Like it's such a waste of talent. It is
0: the worst thing to do is to accumulate all of that just to say I'm done. Yeah. So, and I, in fact, when I talk to people, I go, "How dare you?" That's what I say. How dare you rob all these people from your wisdom to cut their learning curve down? Like we need more mentors out there. We need more people standing up and being vocal about all this stuff. How dare you just go, I'm chilling. Yeah,
1: it's selfish. So to bring all this full circle, you got to live with urgency, number one, because no matter what you're doing, there is a timeline to it. Okay? Real estate's great long term. Well, guess what? (laughs) You better start accumulating it now now if you want it to be great long term. Okay? And these skills and resources and things we're talking about, they don't happen overnight they're yeah. long term so you better start now um the second thing is there is no guarantee that you succeed right so are you willing to do what you do you know with the the hope and that do you enjoy it enough that even if the financial reward is not there will you continue to do it yeah with baseball i was you know with social media i was very passionate about it in the beginning just like you and it's like look i don't know if this is going to succeed or not. You don't know. Yeah. Like you have confidence and you're like, I'm going to grind through this and give it all I got. But you just don't know. Right. How long are you willing to stay with it when it doesn't succeed? Most people on social media, a month, <laughs> three months, nah, nah, three days, three days. They're like, dude, this didn't work. A couple hours. Pace, I'm out.
0: Pace, I'm getting one view on my stuff. My like, go back to my stuff from 10 years ago on Instagram. And you'll see that I have four likes on some of my stuff. Yeah, And I was posting pictures of bugs
3: <laughs> or, or like,
1: I can't get a deal. You know, I called for a week.
0: Yeah. Okay. I I, I tell, I make this funny joke with people. I feel bad saying it, but there's only maybe a few people listening at this point. But when somebody says, I haven't gotten a deal yet, I hear something different. I I have a filter in my brain that translates to what you're saying. So just like if somebody comes to me and goes, I don't like ice cream of course you like ice cream. Like if you're, if you don't like ice cream, you're not human. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody likes ice cream. Yeah. So when somebody says, I don't like ice cream, what I actually hear is I'm lactose intolerant. Mm. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You do like ice cream. It just makes you crap your pants. Like I got, I got it. <laughs> got, I got it. Okay. Yeah. So when somebody says, I haven't gotten a deal yet, I don't hear, I haven't gotten a deal yet. I hear, I haven't applied myself consistently. Mm. That's what I actually hear. Yeah. And so, um, it, it's tough. Cause uh, you know, People are, they go to their nine to five job. They're told what to do, when to show up. Most, more importantly, they're told what not to do all day long. Yeah, Don't go over there. That's not your department. Don't talk to those people. Just focus on what you're doing Yeah, all day long, all day long, all day day long. And then when you come into our world and we're talking about creating things that didn't exist before, Mm. bro, it's literally the opposite of what people are doing. And so I understand that. But this is why you have fellowship. And this is why you hang out with other people that are doing the thing that's one step ahead of you. Yep. This is why whether it's meetups or mentorships or seminars or, you know, events, there it, it's why I do it's why I do some of those myself and I show up to yours of the other things that you're doing cuz I want to be in that room too. Mm-hmm. Those events that I go get to go speak at, yeah, are as good for me as the people sitting in the chairs.
1: 100%. I 1, get 000%. so much.
0: Some and l- last thing I'll say, you, you Two and get an half seller yeah here's here's the thing that i i want people to understand you say well we don't know if it's going to be successful Ryan everything you've done is successful even your baseball thing was successful to a certain degree mm-hmm. because again what is the goal of life it's to accumulate skills, rela- relationships and resources did you do that in baseball yeah and did some of those rela- skills, relationships, and resources, now you've accumulated those, you're going to go do this thing in Montana. Yep. Are those going to be applicable? Yep. Okay, so you succeeded. Mm-hmm. And so many other people are like, well, I didn't make a billion dollars. Dude, Yeah, that's not what this is about. Right. And so the baseball thing is just, what, what was I willing to go through? I didn't do the baseball thing. But what was Ryan willing to go through to accumulate those skills, those relationships and those resources and those stories to then open up doors for other opportunities? Yeah. There's opportunities that popped up this year that you never in your wildest dreams five years ago would have thought about. Right. hundred percent. It wasn't on your plan. It wasn't on your success trajectory. It wasn't on your goals. And that's the funniest thing. People are like, well, let's write down our goals. I'm like, I do write down my goals individually, but I don't. I also don't confine myself because I know what's going to happen because I'm so consistent. I'm so persistent that what will happen in a year is something will pop up. I've never imagined. Yeah. Opportunities. Opportunities pop up. In fact, I would imagine half of the things that you're working on today were things that were never on your goal sheet. Never. Same thing here. Maybe 80%. Yeah. And you just go, wow, look at all this stuff I'm interfaced with. This is where the Tony Robbins question came from. I'm like, Tony, when do I start saying no to this stuff? Yeah. God didn't put you on this earth to say no to opportunity, he put you on the opportunity to figure out how to say yes. Yeah.
1: And just the one thing I'm taking away from today, yeah. I just, you just gave me permission through Tony Robbins gave me permission through you. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I'm going to definitely do it. But yeah, as, as we wrap up, um, you know, for, for those listening, it just goes back to, you got to do hard things, yeah. you know, it's like, do you know, Jerry Norton's family
0: motto? No. Nortons do hard things. Mm. Phenomenal. Yeah, they're like walking down. where uh, we did a Spartan race all together.
1: His kids were with them, and I got to introduce you to CEO. Who? Joe. Oh, yeah. He's been on the podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Yeah. So he offered. He actually offered me like three hundred tickets to a Spartan race. Yeah, dude. I had to pay for mine. Well, we we can all go. I haven't not watching? accumulated enough you relationships and we, resources. <laughs> so we'll we'll get a we'll do a meetup we'll we'll get like a hundred and fifty sub twos we'll get a hundred and fifty wealthy investors and do a Spartan and, race and we'll do a Spartan race dude that'd be sick but just so you know by then I'll be all peptide out and that's like, all right that's all good it'll be i'll re- stay I'll <laughs> stay lean and I'll be able to do all fourteen miles <laughs> yeah, I'll be like done after a, a mile dude, like it's dude. it's so
0: much hard I was talking to keaton i go I go how bad is it and he goes it's ten times worse than you'll ever imagine well Keaton's huge he had a hard time. Yeah, I He's 300
1: it. pounds. I, I know. <laughs> I, did, I did it okay. It's just, you know, you're not used to the Spe- uphill stuff. Speaking of Keaton and his event, he was here like months ago. Mm-hmm. And we, met, we had met for the first time. And uh, we were supposed to film a pod. And fortunately, I had to go to a funeral. So we had to cancel. But um, he was filming with Brian. And uh, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to throw this big, massive event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what are you, you going to do? One day event. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I've never thrown an event. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I was like, okay. I was like, so who are you going to get? He's like, oh, I'm going to get everyone. I'm just going to, I'm like, what's your budget for this event? He's like, I don't know, a few million bucks. I was like, okay. Sweet. Um, And w- it's one day. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like his Montana golf course. He's just, yeah, he's I'm like, creating something that's never existed before. Yeah. I
1: was like, I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know if it's financially going to be right. like profitable, but hey. I respect. Yeah, he the went. And got, he
0: went and got Dan Fleischman to help him out, and they're yeah. partnering on the deal. And you watch that again. Relationships. Yeah, yeah. I want to do this thing I've never done before. Who do I go guy. to? Yeah, I want to own a pharmacy and I want to self-produce my own peptides and my testosterone. Who do I call? Yeah, some freaking dude you met on social media that you wouldn't have known otherwise unless you did the hard things. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and to be clear, he's actually one of our lead investors at Panetta Capital, mm. and so. He actually approached me about this. This is another interesting thing. And I know we keep like extending this, but um, he came to my, he came to the event you spoke at in January, Tyke Summit. And during that event, Cody Sanchez spoke and I talked about, hey guys, like I want to buy businesses. I want to partner with, you know. Yeah, the that was great. I remember your,
0: yeah, It was awesome. And I was
1: excited when you, I was standing in the audience. Okay. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. So, you know, that's the goal. That's what we're going to be doing the next few years. And he goes, Ryan, you know, he was at the event. He goes, I got an interesting idea for you. He's like, you, you said you, you're down to like partner and do whatever, right? And so he tells me about pharmacies because he's, he's invested a lot of money with us. He's like, you know, you could create this kind of product and this and that. And I was like, okay, I don't really know how I would use that today because at the time I wasn't on any of this stuff. I was like, but I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind as an opportunity that right. when the time presents itself, I'll know. And then guess what? You know, nine months later. Yep. I'm like, I get it. I just went through this whole process with pharmacies and everything else. Like I saw what I got charged for this stuff. I know it's a fraction to produce this stuff. Right. And I came back to him. I go, this is the opportunity. This is like, I literally just went through this process and I've been on this journey for the last year health wise, like trying different things. I was like, I understand how it works now. And then like I ran the idea by him. He goes, yeah, like. Let's there, roll. There, there's no flaws with what you're saying. And right. he literally was just like, I'm ready. You just tell me like a deal structure that makes sense. Right. Back to being creative. So that, that, that happens too a lot with these yeses, as you know, it's like, I, I might not say yes today because I'm busy. I got a know. launch. I got a this, I, I got, got this product. going on.
0: I, I'm hiring 15 people. It's I not a no. Yeah. It's
1: just a, Hey, like let's, you know, next quarter, next year, like we're in. Right. So But, dude, this has been a long one. This might be our longest episode ever. I always want to be the longest one. Me, too. That's what... That's why the peptides are for? Okay, sweet. Yeah. Just your balls get smaller. That's it. You you, you stay long, if you were long. That's the name of the product, Stay Long? Stay Long. There we go. Uh, Guys, if you're not on Pace's channel, go follow it. We'll link to it down below. Um, Bro, it's always great seeing you. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, appreciate you, you, man. And guys, make sure you're subscribed. And hope you enjoyed this. We will pick the winners for those WealthCon tickets um, for all of you who stayed to the end. So uh, make sure you subscribe peace go to school get a degree nine to
0: five 401k do the safe route and take care of your family like that's what my dad taught like that's what you got to do two months later he passed away and on his deathbed i specifically remember having conversations about his regrets